0: Welcome to That Movie Was, a movie discussion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by my co-host, Michael.
1: What's going on, everyone?
0: And our second guest, Trent.
2: Hey there. <laughs> nice, to be, <laughs> nice to be here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Nice to have <laughs> you. here. Yeah.
1: yeah, dude. And guess what, man? You're joining us for our first ever Halloween-based episode. So, congratulations, man. You're really ma- setting a foundation on top, like you're on the top tier of movie guests right now. We're footing you into the
2: premium
0: slots, you know what I'm saying?
2: Man, I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry that we
0: couldn't have you on our Labor Day episode. Uh, you know, all the other big holidays, uh, Arbor Day, we got a
2: pretty big episode coming up. I mean the Halloween. I feel like the <laughs> Halloween ones, like the the cream de la cream podcast periods, you know. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what did we watch this episode for our Halloween episode?
1: Yeah, this was Trent's, This was Trent's suggestion, man. So why don't you just give us a little introduction on what movie we watched this week?
2: Absolutely. So this week uh, we're going to be reviewing a Keanu Reeves movie by the name of Constantine. This uh, movie came back, came out in the mid two thousands, and
0: yeah,
2: like uh, two thousand five. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Um, vintage Keanu Reeves in this one. For anyone who hasn't watched it, but.
1: <laughs> I, I, you you said it best, man. I gotta be honest. I I know this was right. This actually came out like right after the end of the Matrix trilogy. So I think for. Matrix Reloaded, the second one, it came out in two thousand and three, and the initial release date for the uh, Matrix Revolution, the third one, came out like at the. It was an international film. It didn't start in America, but it's it came out right at the end of two thousand three and in two thousand four. Obviously, it came to America. So like, this is Keanu right after he just had like this big trilogy. He's already made a name for himself in Hollywood, but. It's definitely one, in my opinion, that if someone were to say Keanu Reeves and tell me like the top five films that he's known for, it, this wouldn't fall there. But it's mentionable just the same. It's, I think so. Agreed. Right. Yeah. Vintage, vintage Keanu.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be on, you know, my top five with like the Lake House. You know, that's uh, that's probably his. Best <laughs> <to say. laughs> Ooh, don't get me started, man. Those always give me some warm feelings. No, but yeah, this was, you know, he was coming off of, you know, the huge, huge blockbuster franchise, The Matrix, uh, all three of those movies. But this was before he kind of got back into a groove with John Wick. You know, like, I feel like, you know, this movie, he was kind of trying to do still action, but kind of a departure from what he was doing beforehand.
1: Yeah, he was doing a lot of things like um, I feel, I feel like we're almost from the last couple of episodes who our main actors have been. We've just pick, been picking these actors that have been making a name for themselves. And they're at a point in their careers where they're like doing very similar type esque movie premieres and stuff like that. Because, like, for example, when did Speed come out? Uh, uh, I feel like, was like Speed ninety.
0: 90- Four, I think. Nine,
1: four. Okay, like so. Maybe I'm a little too, uh, you know, back in 94. the in back of the past right now. But like, tell tell me if I'm wrong. But I think with just like Keanu, he's this badass character. He's not. He's not pulling Bill and Ted's awesome adventure at any point. This right <laughs> now. it's not totally tubular right now. Here, it's like yeah. he's definitely <laughs> this like. Badass. I got this straight stare, and I'm kind of like this good-looking hero that everyone get wrap their minds around. Who knows? Like, you think he's this average Joe? Like, come on! Like Matrix in the first one, he's like, you know, I'm just a you know hacker that goes to clubs at night and shit like that, and then he turns into like the savior of the world. And I still feel like that's what's happening with Constantine here. He's just like a troubled kid, and now he's like the bridge between heaven and hell, and he's just like. I'm just trying to be a normal guy dealing with my real shit ass problems, which tell me that is some real shitty ass problem Seeing D in the real world, I, I don't, you know, my you know morning commute doesn't uh, compare to that.
2: Yeah, it's almost like like as time went on, he he like he was just dealing with all these problems as an actor, like the characters he's playing. And by the time he got to John Wick, it was just like did not give a single fuck. Like he was like a build up and that's why john wick did so well <laughs> <laughs> i do like that um <laughs> you know the
0: uh the all the movies that he had done before john wick pretty much ended with him saving the world like even like bill and ted like you know a part of that <laughs> ended with like all right well, we're gonna save the world with rock yeah.
2: you know like <laughs> did you guys I, did, I, did, did you guys john see the, wick way, was, the new one of those by the way No, I haven't yet. Um, Yeah, have you, you, Trent? You should watch it. It's actually really well done for like, you know, one of those 20 years later. We're going to do a spin off of it or the final sequel, whatever you (laughs) want to call it. But um, it got really good ratings. I really enjoyed it. Definitely, though, um, should probably have seen like at least the first one if you're going to watch it. Oh, yeah.
1: no, it no, yeah, you can't jump shit. into that expecting it to be like have any sort of like resonation from what it was in the past. But yeah, I, that that's definitely on the list for me for sure. Just because I don't know about you guys, but whether or not we're talking about uh, video games mm-hmm. or we're talking about, you know, Toy Story, his animation career or anything along those lines, Keanu Reeves has hit like a, plat- a new plateau in terms of his career. in ter- Like he's. I, I think, you know, if we're talking about he was an A-rated actor in The Matrix, he, he's going A-plus now because he's breaking the actor mold and going into, uh, oh, what's that famous video game that he just came out with? Cyberpunk. Um,
0: Cyberpunk. It's not out yet, thank
1: though. you. Thank you, boys. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly it. So those things right there, I mean, he's going to all these conventions. I think people are putting him on a higher pedestal than he's ever been before in his past career. I
2: I don't know if you guys are on Reddit, but there is a subreddit dedicated to him. It's called Keanu being awesome. (laughs) It's it's literally (laughs) just posted. It's just him being like a good dude. (laughs) That's
1: exactly it, isn't it? It's the fact that he's just um, came from humble nothings, has these very like instilled values of just like – sharing caring and i had these yeah. troubled paths but that doesn't mean you can't make something of yourself and being i think um humble and being modest are some of his real uh uh shining qualities okay. right isn't there one of those ca- like classic images of him just riding like a new york subway just being like i'm i'm no different from the average person even though i've been like blessed with a you know golden career like him i guess yeah something along the uh, yeah,
2: here. You, it seems down to earth. Have you guys seen his uh his girlfriend? I forget what her name is. But um uh, She's actually no, she's actually his age was the point. Oh <laughs> like okay. you know, most of those guys they're <laughs> dating girls who were like in their early twenties, you know. But um I think she's just not I don't know if she's an actress or anything she's just But
1: he, so so you're saying that he's a gilf right so he's going he's
0: going
1: for, <laughs> more mature lady
2: have
0: you seen that uh on the line of um Leonardo DiCaprio and like his girlfriends throughout the years and it's like every time that they turn 24 he recycles them out for like a new 19 or 20 year old (laughs) he's basically just like leasing girlfriends like oh okay this one's getting some miles Uh, this
1: is my my next five year commitment right now just put that, put down the deposit I saw
2: that and I was like it's funny that someone actually took the time to put that together because it was very detailed yeah it It was very
0: detailed (laughs) But Constantine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk a little so, bit about this movie. Uh, well, I mean, we just had a
1: little talk about, I mean, the main character there. But uh, why don't we, before we go into talking about the side characters, because I, in my opinion, I thought there were some plenty of supporting actors in this show, um, in this movie, for sure. So, But how well did it did uh, in the box office?
0: Yeah, so... The actual budget is a little bit unclear. I saw something ranging between 75 and $100 million for the budget. You know, some of that could be like marketing baked in and things like that. But it pulled out you the know, box office. Keanu's got to have
1: his regiment breakfast. You know, it's it's side greens and a milkshake. And, you know, that stuff adds up after a while. You know, the man's got to be a
0: <laughs> And a cigarette every 10 minutes, apparently.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. will talk about that. But, man, he went through them
0: but uh, let's say with a budget of 100 million it actually had a box office return of 230 million so more than double yeah for sure so
1: wide yeah that's a wide range success of course this is I, mean, I mean success. who wouldn't who wouldn't this is like said, like, like we've been saying this is right after he just put out a box office trilogy exactly although i remember growing up and seeing the matrix movies going to actually to the theaters and seeing them and it was uh, i don't know it's kind of like harry potter in a sense and sorry to all you fans out there who are just the harry potter lovers the heart or whatever like that but after about the first and second one man it just started going downhill definitely if i had to arrange them it was you know the first matrix and then the third one and the second one i thought the second one just re- matrix reloaded
0: pfft, yeah it is a clunker
1: yeah I it agree. was it was
0: it did didn't have a cool a chase on a ducati though with uh people fighting on a truck i remember that part really well but
1: <laughs> oh yeah for sure but then you know we all get a taste of like you know keanu reeves just learning how to fly pulling some superman moves yeah. and then and you can't and you can't forget the you know the Mr. Smith fight at the end that was pretty epic and stuff like that but it it was it was a little too much in my opinion could have been better but that's what I'm saying here though is that uh you know he's he just came off of this grand trilogy <laughs> the box office showed the same type of results when you have this you know superstar actor at the time still at the time but starring Ooh. in it.
0: I remember when I started seeing commercials for this movie in 2005 and I, this was actually my first time watching it, at least watching it all the way through. I had seen some bits and pieces on TV, like, you know, it comes on. FX, probably, like, every three movies.
1: FX, FX, as the movies. Yeah, I I totally remember that, man. uh, That and, like, 20 other name movies came on at least every other week, three times a week. Oh, yeah.
2: Armageddon was the one I remember. (laughs) Armageddon. I feel like the
0: Transformer movies got a lot of play. I think Shia LaBeouf probably is just, you know, being kept alive by uh, FX royalties. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah that's how that's basically that's what it was his foundations for his movies what he just put out that movie uh well honey boy or honey badger that just came out that was you know and uh he also just put out another great one so he's on he's on the up and up as well there's tons of actors in here that are still thriving in the industry but yeah if 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 we're gonna stay say that Shia LaBeouf had a foothold it's because they played Transformers like nonstop (laughs) through FX that had to be a movie constant
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we talked about obviously Keanu Reeves, uh, main star of this movie, Shia LaBeouf, supporting character. We do actually have some other, um, you know, big name stars in this movie. Uh, Rachel Weiss, uh, Tilda Swinton, who I thought really killed it in this movie. She I'm,
1: always does.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if this is like one of her <clears> earlier <throat> roles also. I'll look that up in the background as we continue talking about the <laughs> actors, but, uh, Pruitt, Taylor, Vince, um, and then obviously Peter Stormare. I don't, you know, he he gets uh, some time in the end scene. I wish that there was an entire movie of Peter Stormare playing the devil
2: because <laughs> I thought he did great. Yeah, he was good. I, I had to look him up and what he was in. I was like, I know that guy looks familiar. The ones I remember him from, he was, he was the Russian astronaut in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. I think he was Russian. And uh, what was the other one he was in? Did you ever see Fargo, the Coen Brothers movie? Did not see Fargo. I don't Have you guys watched? Um, it's this anime show on Netflix, Castlevania. It's pretty yes. popular. He's a uh, god brand, if, if you know which that one. Oh, that guy I didn't is. realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at his IMDb. I was like, that's rad. He does a lot of voice work. Yeah. Um, he's all over the place. You know, he's
1: also in uh, the second Jurassic Park movie, The Lost World. He plays he, the. Why we know him so well is because that he plays the T Rex. Right.
3: <laughs>
0: How'd you know, man? It's like <laughs> you
1: know, green paint goes a long way, and that's when they were <laughs> out on CGI. But man, they just put him on this twenty foot structure, and you just
2: hear like, <sighs> <laughs> so, you know, what do you know? He was in uh, John Wick too, also
1: oh no but yeah exactly this man lives to play the villain uh if you like there's and there's tons of actors that are like that and it's surprised it's great that you bring it up trent because it's just like uh we this is not the first occurrence we come across an actor where we thought you know we see him in so many different things but we can we couldn't necessarily at the time like immediately of what they were playing at It's because they play a supporting actor as like a villain or a Side B actor kind of thing, and they do a great job for what they're doing. But they they were never the face tier of the you know the camera. They weren't right in front of the camera at all times for us to be like, okay, yeah, this is what I remember yeah. from
2: the, the other one in this movie was um, Papa Midnight. I was like, he's in a bunch of stuff too, but I can never pin down where. Yeah,
1: came. okay, I cannot pronounce this name, and I'm so sorry. Is is it Simon or Jean-Jean Yeah, I think that's what it is. He played in another great movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Blood Diamond. I think that's a great movie that I see him in all the time. And um, uh, I can't, you guys ain't got any other, Gladiator. I remember he was also in Gladiator as well. When when, uh, Marcus Aurelius was in basically, you know, very starting off, he just got like into slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I and he's, so he's starting the galaxy too. Like he, this guy is all, is in everything he's doing. Yeah. Tons of great. I'm, I call, you might call them side actors or whatever like that, but they have extensive careers and repertoire.
2: Get, get these guys a contract. Get, get them yeah, get, contract. Get him signed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when are we going to make our movie? Exactly. We need these guys here. We'll just be like, oh gosh, we raved about you on our podcast. Just, Come do our movie for
0: us. (laughs) So those are some of the actors in the movie. Uh, This movie was directed by a guy named Francis Lawrence. And um, looking up a little bit about his uh, film career, uh, this was actually his feature film debut. Before this, he had done a lot of music video directing work. Um, But for feature film debut, I mean, you know, I couldn't tell (laughs) you know it kind of makes sense now looking back it's like you know it's got a lot of like flashy scenes and stuff like that that you know he maybe came from like a music video background
1: yeah for sure i mean there was a lot of like you know pyrotechnics and all the you know like the explosions of the demons when uh constantine is right next to that like little spanish uh Uh, church on the side of the road when all Mm -hmm. the demons are flying above head, you got that big, huge flash of light, stuff like that. So, I mean, of course that's all CGI and everything like that, but for sure, I could see stuff like that. I, he definitely knew his way around, you know, um, just directing in the sense of most of the stuff that we're looking at was, you know, CGI. It was, you know, whenever they went across like a person's face and they made it look like half demon, half like the undead or whatever, that that's all, you know, Graphic work and everything like that. So for someone that works in creating music videos, that seems to be like something that needs to be under your uh, like your belt of thing, you know, requirements. Yeah,
0: they play with color a lot too. I was noticing through a lot of the scenes.
1: Oh, for Uh, sure, for sure. Like the whole—I mean, could you imagine like putting together the whole um, the scene of Constantine going to hell for the first time, or well, it would be the second time, right? So the second right. time, and we all get to see it, and everything like that, and all that, like wind and destruction blowing, it looked like an atomic bomb just laid waste <laughs> to the whole place, for sure. And then yeah, I, I would definitely think that you would have a lot of like um, creative free play, and what you would want that kind of landscape to look like.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Definitely. And then uh, it was the screenplay was written by uh, two guys, Kevin Broadbent and Frank Capello. But it was uh, actually adapted from a few different story arcs from the uh, graphic novel uh, of the same name that it's based on. Or right, exactly. Name. I guess no. Hellblazer is the name of the Hell, graphic novel.
1: Exactly, DC comic, and it was it was Hellblazer, and the the it was an antihero. You know, it's with that basic stuff like. This guy doesn't want to be a hero. Like he's not. He's doing it probably for selfish reasons or whatnot. But like, nonetheless, he is protecting the world from you know, like hell and demons and stuff like that. So, but uh,
2: fun fun, fun was, fact: they were. <laughs> I was reading up a bit on that, and in the, cool. the comic, they were talking about how, in high school, he was a part of a brand, band called Mucus Membrane. <laughs> oh that uh, is an appealing name yeah no it was just funny as i was reading about it like they have (laughs) pictures of the comic book version character of him and like in the comic they make him look (laughs) out to be like this pretty crazy looking dude um like definitely i mean the film was pretty dark but in in the comics um i I think they actually call him like a, a wizard or a magician is the term they use. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty it, fantastical. It's definitely. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. He's like he's got a lot of like warlock esque to him, where he's doing he's doing magic capabilities. He's not just like I have some holy water and I'm gonna throw it on a demon that yeah. I got from a priest. No, it's more like it's like Doctor Strange esque more. Like you know, he can summon spells and he knows he knows what he's you know he's exactly what he's doing. But Mucus Membrane sounds like he literally just came back from biology class and they just went over that topic for the day, and he was just like, man, that is. That's a hell of a good name for a band. I got we got to roll off that. I can't let that <laughs> die.
0: I'm either going to be asexual reproduction or mucus membrane. <laughs> 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 Flip yeah. a coin.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's basically what it came down to the end. But
3: huh.
1: <laughs> how did this movie, do you, in regards to like its Rotten Tomato value, like was it like enjoyed by critics? Was it kind of like? considered rotten i felt like it was enjoyable but at the same time in my personal opinion it lacked a little bit of depth in some of like specifically like john constantine's like side characters yes. you know uh, what's his name the priest that shows up and also i think his name is b b man b man b man
0: yeah uh so. Yeah, b is we'll the guy that. who gives him, like, the weapons. And then Father Hennessy is the priest. But uh, I am not seeing very – well, you know, I could always go to, like, the Rotten Tomatoes ratings and look for some critic ratings. I feel like if it had done really well critically, we probably would have had a Constantine II in the last 15 years.
1: Well, isn't there talk of a Constantine II – Supposed to be coming out here in the next couple of years. Oh, At really? least I know yeah. it was a, it was a thought bubble that floated somewhere. I haven't seen any. I even took a time, a little bit of time to look it up. I haven't seen any sort of whether or not it's to to be or you know, there's a set date on release time. But uh, it definitely was. I mean. There aren't they just reviving everything that came out of Keanu Reeves' career? Well,
3: There's yeah. If
1: you look at. Four. They just made another Ted and uh, Ted, Bill, and Ted's adventure. Why not
0: just make another Constantine too? John Wick chapters four and five are both <laughs> in like pre-production man, right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, this man's gonna be Need for Speed seventeen. John Wick is now part of the Need for Speed crew they're going to bring um the diesel out of retirement and teachers going the way of the road
0: um okay so looking here uh it's got a 46% on the uh rod tomato meter that's the critics Ooh. consensus 72 Ooh. with the audience but yeah it's a uh, Looks like it didn't review too well. That's kind of surprising. Well, seventy-two. I, I feel I guess, like isn't that?
2: I feel like the i like cause the IMDb rating is a is a seven, and I feel like usually the Rotten Tomatoes ones are a little bit higher than that because the the IMDb ones are, are the are the critically rated ones, right? Or are you looking at the other one? I uh, IMDb, I thought that that was just like based on user reviews. I think, Aggregated. I think Rotten Tomatoes has two, actually, now I think
0: about it. Yeah, the 46 is from the critics, and then 72 for the audience score. So that would line up with a 7 out of 10 um, on IMDb. But uh, either way, you know, I think it's so probably bad, somewhere.
1: If you're going to critique it, yeah. Bad if you were going to critique it like someone that was looking at it from a like, oh, let's compare this up to what the comic book was, and then making sure that everything's all right. But in terms of just, I think enjoying a good gothic, s like a gothic <sighs> tale of you know, I don't know, just ridiculous hell, hell and heaven bound, like you know, shenanigans because <laughs> shenanigans is definitely the right word <laughs> there. <laughs>
0: but uh yeah (laughs) the greatest shenanigan the devil ever pulled
1: (laughs) 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 when you think of the devil like that i think i count chocolate came to my mind just rubbing his hands like mr burns would (laughs) he sends like some diabolical plan (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like I said, man, it might not be, you know, what it was meant to be, you know, if you're looking at it from something that came from the comic book before it. But if you're looking at some sort of, like, dark tale of, you know, strife and some serious action of blowing up demons, you can't go wrong.
0: All right. Well, let's – I'm going to read out a just one sentence – synopsis here, and then um, we'll tell the viewers where they can uh, stream Constantine if it sounds like something they might want to watch before listening to the rest of the episode. So, supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. Uh, Yeah, that's part of the movie, but (laughs) if that sounds like something that you might want to watch before we get into more spoiler territory, um, this movie is streaming right now on HBO max, uh, or just turn on your nearest television that might have cable and switch it over to FX. And I'm sure if you wait around long enough, you will find Constantine.
1: <laughs> Seriously. You got about two transformer movies, uh, the movie day after tomorrow, a couple of Batman films, and then it usually recycles back to Constantine. So about, you know, one out of every seven movies will be about Constantine and FX. So you'll, know, you'll be fine. I'll give it a day and you'll see it again.
0: A <laughs> couple of reruns of always sunny. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly that's about it right now but uh i mean pretty you're right that synopsis didn't do it that much justice because i feel like there's a lot more going on in the film in terms of that but uh yeah there is something more ladies and gentlemen it's this woman this girl didn't just kill herself there's something more
0: (laughs) all right so now getting into more spoiler territories start out with the opening of the film and we get within the first five minutes a Nazi flag. You don't see that very often in movies.
1: <laughs> I have to say, I don't know about you guys, but like why? I mean, okay. I get it. Nazis, they're bad. Like we get it. But are we to really believe that the Nazis were like, we're going to take this, this spearhead that was used to, you know, kill this, kill Jesus or whatever like that. And we're going to do some real demonic crap with it. Like, I feel like Nazis was just like an easy, way to be just like, oh this guy found this thing that the Nazis found and it's really really bad
2: no, and and what, what were they doing in Mexico was my question Well <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> <to get there. laughs> on, on the way to Argentina
0: where they all fled to mm. After, the war. <laughs> but no man actually Nazis and in particular <clears throat> like Hitler was really into the occult um, like he he was on the search for the spear of destiny so actually that part is like historically, Believable. The being in Mexico part me, was the most tell me believable. we're wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> Matt, then Matt, tell me we're wrong. I love getting spewed with new facts. <laughs> I just thought this was like some director ploy to be like, hmm, we got something evil here. Let's wrap it up so it looks. But what are we going to wrap it up with? Can't we do Christmas wrapping? <laughs> uh,
0: the, the, the Nazi flags. <laughs> uh, did the North Koreans find the spirit destiny? Did the Russians? No, Nazis. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it it every but for if, some reason. If,
1: yeah well i mean like no i mean you kind of sound like you made it a little bit of sense there like there were a time where like not, the nazis were fleeing across latin america to flee to argentina and also <laughs> if you're telling me that like hitler was a you know a person that was interested in the, the dark ah, <laughs> that, that's something i would like to know
0: yeah the, i mean so it, yeah actually uh the whole spirit destiny thing I think is actually a believable back plot for, you know, this movie to be based on. And uh, yeah, I mean, so we're in Mexico at the beginning of the movie. Uh, two guys kind of just scavenging and one of them finds Spear of Destiny. Well, I, as we find out, wrapped up in a Nazi flag. Um, he's kind of like in a trance after finding it. Uh, we never even hear him speak throughout the whole movie, but, you know, it, it seems like he's been, you know, like possessed or, you know, taken over by like power when he finds it.
2: <laughs> the son of the devil. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Yeah, exactly. It kind of reminds me of like, um, you know, like the Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know, like what the power of the ring had over who was whoever had it at the time so it didn't really like you know it could have it literally could have been like a dog could have dug that up and found it. it it's just like a means of like you're now under my possession and you're going to be doing what i want you to do right like a, he's a, just like a the duck. vessel all had to do with like on earth you know just like when you know bilbo found the ring and the lord of the rings all the ring really wanted to do was just like be dug up out of that river or right. the, you know whatever
0: and we're shown at multiple points through the movie that, you know, this, this guy who finds the Spirit of Destiny, he's got some you know, supernatural abilities now. Um, he's immediately <laughs> hit by a car and the car just like wraps around him. <laughs> Unfazed.
1: Yeah, it was like if a car got hit by a train, but the train came to like an immediate stop, like that immediate warping. Or no, like, like if it just like hit like a telephone yeah. pole kind of thing, yeah. like, like an immovable object and i love how his buddy was just like oh you got <laughs> he was like he was crying out to him he was like man well where are you going but then when he noticed that his buddy can survive car wrecks he was like ah you're uh, we're not buddies anymore a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you look safe i'm gonna go back to my digging in my hole over here
0: um yeah, so that's the opening of the movie. From there, we are brought to Los Angeles, which is where we're gonna be for the remainder of the movie um and we're introduced to John Constantine played by Keanu Reeves, and uh he's being driven around in a taxi. I can't tell if Jazz was supposed to be a taxi driver or if he just owns a taxi. <laughs>
1: I think he's – you can't – okay, don't don't even quote me on this because I might <laughs> be wrong, but I really don't think you can own a taxi unless you work for the taxi company.
0: Well, maybe if it was like a decommissioned taxi or something. I mean, people drive around decommissioned police cars.
1: Yeah, but you got to take all the police junk and the, the, no no one's riding around with just sirens, <laughs> just being like, sorry, it's my Rolls Royce. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like, yeah – um, I think he is a taxi driver, but, I mean, like, all he is is just he's a driver. Yeah. Ch- 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 Chaz Kramer, <laughs> asshole.
0: <laughs> and Chaz Kramer is played by Shia LaBeouf. Um, right. Man.
1: But the real issue is happening here is this, like, mother who walks in on her daughter basically, like, pulling an exorcist type like spider crawl on the wall basically avoiding the sunlight which I like okay poltergeist is and like um paranormal activity those movies don't get me but when you got something like the exorcist and you got people moving their heads around and crawling the walls and their their bones are contorting in ways that they shouldn't be (sighs) I'm there with like a moist towelette just like damping off the sweat on the back of my head neck and like my forehead because it's it's too much to watch.
0: Oh yeah, and the exorcist holds up too. It's, a, it's still terrifying. But
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we have but, a
0: possessed uh girl um and uh yeah, John's called you know to come in and basically be the uh closer the exorcist yeah by uh father hennessy calls him in what a name yeah. what, <laughs> yeah. right?
1: his name is father hennessy and immediately we are come, we come to him and he has like a little metal flask that he takes pulls out of so it's not just like it's not just like a family name this man's also got a drinking yeah, this problem.
0: man earned that name
2: wonder if he did that on purpose <laughs> exactly <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't think that's his born Christian name, but yeah. So it looks like father Hennessy is the one who like put Constantine on to what's happening. You know, he, he's, he's like, obviously like the, you know, like the teller. And so, uh, yeah, we come across it and the first thing we do is, is that like, Constantine is going past all the neighbors and all the worried parents, being like, there's some real demonic shit going on in the next room. Maybe you should check it out. And yeah, Constantine kind of just goes into immediate exorcist mode and starts by, you know, getting the, the, the body, the kids tied down, and he's flipping through a couple of little trinket. he's got on a keychain and obviously like got some religious symbols on there and finally pulls one that starts. Burning the girl a little bit, and he i don't know he just goes into you know priest mode he starts trying to like pull off the exorcist he's getting into the girl's like soul to try and find the demon and i don't know she started talking some major some major scary stuff right the, there, speaking all that demonic tongue and everything yeah. <laughs> it's
2: a new exorcism move i've never seen that one he He throws the demon into a mirror. And then throws the mirror outside. I'll a little trouble doing so.
0: So definitely this opening scene, I mean, you know, it's it's what happens in a lot of, you know, movies of this type. It's, you know, showing, hey, what a exorcism like normally goes like or it's just introducing us to our main character showing, hey, this isn't his like first rodeo. It doesn't take any time to explain to us like, you know, the steps that he's going through or anything like that. You know, he's just kind of like barking out orders. He knows what he's doing. He's like cool as a cucumber and shit but yeah like you know the, the mirror thing I was like what is he even doing? Like wait is that a thing that <laughs> demons love looking at themselves in the mirror and then they <laughs> get trapped there? Like, <laughs>
1: um- Well isn't because I thought at least when I was like thinking about that it was just like uh, you know vain being vain is like one of the mortal sins right? You know, and wouldn't, like, demons be all about, like, you know, committing, being, like, greedy, being, like, vain, being, like, you know, uh, jealousy and everything like that, envy and stuff? I feel like, at least in my mind, that would help me. Like, I, I can wrap my my mind around that.
0: Okay. That makes a little bit more sense when you explain it that way. I,
1: yeah. And literally just pulling this out of my butt. <laughs> this could be... Yeah. This could Really just be like, oh, hey, this was a good idea to throw a demon out of a mirror. I, I, but, I think you're yeah, onto something.
2: That that demon was <laughs> definitely looking himself. Like he's like, yeah, I look good. He's looking himself. Maybe <laughs> <out there>. use <laughs> <Then he's laughs> a little bit of moisturizer,
0: but other than that, I'm looking pretty good.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And what happened to the guy that was helping Constantine hold the mirror? Like, did he just? So obviously, guys in the movie, you know, he constantly's like, "Don't open your eyes for any reason." And one guy's like, "Oh, well, that must not <laughs> apply to me." <laughs> and, he, and when he opens his eyes, he starts just like turning into an old man. I'm assuming yeah. like he got hit with a little bit of the old age. He probably like turned into like a 70 year old man as like a 25 year old. Yeah, let's maybe, just say maybe, maybe we'll
2: some find out in, off of his life. Maybe we'll find out in the sequel. Constantine, too. <laughs> I need answers. Old,
0: old man Joe! Hey.
2: <laughs> I now. <laughs> shit,
3: man. Uh, but yeah, so this whole
1: thing happened. and I guess the, we're getting a real taste of Chaz here because Constantine's about to throw this mirror. We all kind of get a sense of what's happening here. And he asks Chaz to move the the taxi that's underneath the mirror, you know, precariously placed. And he's like, "All right, you got it, Constantine. I'm good. I'm finished talking. I'm finished talking myself up in the mirror." Chaz Kramer, <laughs> asshole. And, and he parks like six inches behind him, and then gets immediately tossed the mirror on top of him, and then gets on Constantine's ass because he didn't move the car. A yeah, 300 so.
0: pound mirror, they said. That would do exactly. a lot more damage than was actually being shown in the movie, but there's a lot of unbelievable stuff in this movie. So I'm going to let that go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> out of all the things, out of all the things that we can get on everyone's case. We'll let that one slide. Yes, it's
0: 15 years after this movie has been released, but I have some qualms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So I want I do want to bring up one thing about Shia LaBeouf's character at this point. And, uh, it wasn't like, you know, at first I didn't notice it, but it became a lot more as the movie went on. But did you guys ever notice how many times he says the word John in his lines? He's like, John, you could have told me, John, that we were going to be, you were going to be dropping a 300-pound mirror onto my car, John. You don't have to return this tax, John. Yeah. Hey John, can we get into the club? Hey come on, John. You didn't answer my question, John. I started counting at a point and I lost track of like him saying John twenty times about five fifty minutes into the movie.
0: Yeah. I uh I know I know exactly what you're talking about. I think it was probably just like character direction or something like that. Like that, you know, they maybe wanted it to be like a fast talking taxi driver type, yeah. but I didn't really buy yeah. it with uh Shia.
1: I, I, maybe he's just a really formal person, and you know, he just wants to make sure that he knows that he's talking to John, and John knows that he's being spoken to by Chaz. So it's just like, hey, John, I'm talking to you,
2: John.
0: <laughs> That's why he keeps on saying his name too, Chaz Kramer, so that he I, he's talking to himself. I,
2: I think everybody wants to know that him, him and John are on a first name basis because like pretty much everyone else calls him Constantine.
0: <laughs> That's
2: right.
0: We're good guys. It's for the audience so they don't forget that Constantine has a first name.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, I, I like i like Trent's explanation yeah i i helped john move one time so uh we're, we're pretty tight <laughs> uh, <good>. man um, <laughs> he's got some really nice china wear <laughs> so all right Constantine, guys we're getting I did go on let's keep going he, he's
0: able he's able to get the uh demon out of um you know this uh girl in this you know initial kind of character setup scene. But you know, there is something different about this exorcism he's saying, hey, this, you know, demon was actually trying to get out. Uh, which I guess usually doesn't happen. Usually they're I guess content just to, you know, stay in the body and kind of
1: <laughs> <cause menace. laughs> I don't think it's content. It's more like they literally cannot
0: <laughs> traverse off to Earth.
1: But yeah, I mean if we've seen I guess any type of like let just use the exorcist for example. It doesn't seem like any of them are really trying to like make an attempt to get, to be like, I want to get out of this body. I'm trying to like be a demon walk in the earth. It's more like I have control over this, like, you know, body, this, this meat puppet and I'm going to use it however I mean. And for exorcism, apparently it was a lot of head spinning and throwing up green stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, you're totally right, man. It did seem he, he at least he, he was making mention constantly throughout the film. It was just like this was weird talking to Father Hennessy, and he was also talking to B-Man later on when he's like getting um, supplies because B-Man, as you made mention before, was uh, his kind of just like his arsenal uh, salesman. He's the one that helped, hooked him up with all the you know crucifixes and the uh, holy water. Yeah, but it was just cute. like.
0: The fact that, from James Bond. Huh? I say he's like his cue from James Bond.
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's a good comparison. I like oh, that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. but um, yeah, I think basically it's just at this point, oh, some weird stuff is going on. Constantine's kind of sick of his job, and it's at this point that we meet two characters, Tilda Swinton's character who plays the half angel in the scenario because is Gabriel. And Rachel Weiss's character, who's Isabel Dodson, and she's just a L.A. cop, you know, s- struggling with her own, you know, woes and demons, I guess, and stuff like that. So we go, uh, Constantine goes to a church to meet with Gabriel with their own business. And Dodson is also entering the church at the same time. and She's meeting with her priest, essentially talking about um, what had previously happened, which was um, her- basically her yeah her twin um, sister suicide twin sister, twin sister suicide exactly right. so and sort of a
0: suspicious happened. suicide too because it's you know exactly in a uh, dream sequence which then we also see you know like uh video footage from the security cameras but you know twin sister isabel is in a uh, psychiatric hospital she throws herself from the roof um and uh before then we see like a uh sort of mysterious symbol uh burn itself or carve itself into her wrist. Um,
1: right. Uh, exactly it it just yeah it was a little it just uh, from the first viewpoint as like a you know viewer of the movie it seems it wasn't you were right it was a dream sequence that Isabel was having but at the same time though it was strange because like it was a little unclear that she had this twin sister and also the fact that like we thought that she was in this psychiatric ward so it was a little bit kind of still piecing the puzzles in terms of like something just happened that was really uh, startling to Isabel, which we thought could have just been or, like uh, a nightmare of her, Angela. you know, falling off of a building. Yeah. But it was also just like, you know, we're learning more about what's actually going on here.
0: Right. And so, yeah, so you're right. A- Angela goes to meet um, this uh, priest at the same time that John Constantine, I keep on wanting to call him John Wick. <laughs> 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 he goes to meet Gabriel. um, and uh yeah, Angela consults it seems like you know they ha- the she and the priest have a history, maybe like a family priest or something, um, saying that, hey, she knows that Isabel didn't commit suicide because she was a devout Catholic all of her life. She knows that if she commits suicide, that's a straight ticket to hell. And that, um, hey, we, we need to have a uh, Catholic funeral for her um, because I know that she didn't commit suicide, even though I can't prove it. The father is kind of like, well, you know, it's uh, we can't have a Catholic funeral for her because she committed suicide until you can prove otherwise. Blah blah, blah. But um, yeah, so that's going on at the same time that John's talking to uh, Gabriel.
1: Gabriel exactly and this is when we find out gabriel uh constantine ha- is is dying right mm-hmm.
3: so,
1: yeah it's <laughs> he's 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 got the cancer from smoking too many of the dots oh
0: my gosh he's,
2: and does he ever he yeah. i think the number she seen. gave was uh 30 cigarettes a day since he was 15 is what gabriel right
1: Right. I wonder what he did there as an actor to to go through those cigarettes when he was doing them on camera. Because I don't know if you guys watch a show called Peaky Blinders Mm -hmm. that's on Netflix that I really enjoy. But the character on there also smokes a lot of cigarettes and he smokes um, these uh, er like herbed, non-addictive, like uh, menthol things or whatever like that. So it's like non nicotine. It's like these herbal cigarettes or whatever like that. Just because he that's what his character does, and it takes place, you know, a hundred years ago when cigarettes weren't labeled these killers or whatever like that. So, uh, but if, I'm I'm I would be surprised if they actually had Keanu Reeves just being like, all right. Keanu, I know you just finished that cigarette there, but we're going to need you to smoke up
0: a ne- another one for the next <laughs> scene. Man. Another take. Yeah, I got to believe yeah, that yeah. these are like some uh, prop cigarettes, you yeah. know, something that uh, is not actually just. Um... Right. Take a deeper <laughs> drag this time. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: Keanu, you got take three takes, man. You're the sound, you gotta stop coughing. I'm being a bitch, and then we're moving on to the next you're thing. You're gonna smoke
0: the whole pack. <laughs> I learned right. it from you, Dad. But, <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> who's, who's dad in this period? Is it Francis Lawrence? <laughs> but, anyways, yeah, so you're right. Um, is talking to the priest, going over exactly what you said, Matt, and all during this time, Constantine's talking to gabriel and at gabriel is a half angel right so he's she's she's like walks the planes she's all she's like blessed by god but walks the planes of the earth because there's also she's got a counterpart right
2: uh balthazar their their hat right is what they call them but it's kind of ambiguous right that meant like you know human dad human mom or (laughs) is the only half an angel i don't know
0: let's uh wait for
2: the constantine
0: prequel to get into that <laughs> exactly yeah
1: i'm not ready to have that father-son type of conversation about you know being demonic you see blood, when but... a
0: demon loves a woman very much
1: <laughs> 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 yeah exactly but anyways a very a f- essentially constantine is putting on this act of selfishness I, it's more it's you know he's committed into this uh, well obviously you know under his will un- uh, his it, unintentionally that he's got to exercise these demons and basically have to you know have this running curse of you know being able to see demonic and like angel creatures amongst the world and it's his job to basically rid the world of these evil creatures and stuff like that and Gabriel is telling him that you know he can't get out from his pending you know his um sentence, obligations yeah. essentially yeah is his sentence great yeah his basically sentence right here all because uh Constantine committed suicide at a younger age and at this time right now he's pleading to Gabriel because he's dying from lung cancer from all the cigarettes he's smoking but He's not going to earn his way into heaven because all of the things that he's doing for, you know, for God and the way he sees it is that actually constantly he's just doing them for his own selfish reasons and his selfish needs. So he's in the, he's caught in this like cycle of I, I would consider this pretty much like hell on earth. You know, I, I can see all the evil going on around me and I'm doing all I can to he's like hercules in the disney movies you know he's the fighting all these monsters and stuff like that but he can't earn his rightful place back in you know heaven because you know he he's not he's not doing the deeds of being a true hero you know he's only doing what he needs to be done because he wants to selfishly get you know buy his ticket to heaven kind of thing
0: yeah right and um yeah right sort of, you know we <laughs> find out that uh you know constantine doesn't basically he he's on like limited time um that you know he he knows that he's going to be going to hell he may have had like an extension before this on his life it sounds like they alluded to at some point but you know he's he's kind of on like borrowed time um for
1: sure for sure. And yeah, the worst part is that he knows. Yeah. He, he right. You he know, he's just like, uh, Isabel in the sense that like, you know, he committed suicide. So he already knows where he's going, especially since like, he, uh, but you know, now he's on this borrowed time and he's doing whatever he can to buy his ticket to heaven. But yeah. Right. Um, so right after he, he, yeah, right after he leaves. So after this and then, also, after his meeting with B Man, um, he gets into a situation with another demon. Right?
0: Is that is that what's going on uh, next? Yeah, demon. that's right. Yeah, it's like crabs. Right
2: or bugs, yeah. It's
1: like whatever gross creature that was around at the time just congregated and formed this. Oh, this before guy
2: before he asked him for a cigarette, though. I don't know if you guys, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he literally asked him for a cigarette in the most unnatural voice. It sounded like the uh,
0: the guy from uh, Men in Black who was like, Sugar, water, but uh, yeah. he was like, You got a light, <laughs>
3: yeah. That's <what> it was. <laughs>
1: He's also, I mean, like, okay, it wasn't in the most natural of say, ca- like, cases, anyways, because what is Keanu Reeves doing at this time? He's coughing up blood <laughs> and his law on the side of the street, and the guy's like, "This is the guy that I'm gonna ask for a light." Sorry. <laughs> well,
0: he knows this I'm guy has. to have a light. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smoker's cough. Right. So basically, just. Yeah. A, a demon that is made out of basically anything you can think of that has an exoskeleton uh, <laughs> attacks Constantine. Um, they're on the you know side of the road, and then they take the fight into the road. Um, <laughs> a couple of times he's able to kind of like break up the bug man uh, because he has like a screaming beetle in a box kind of thing <laughs> yeah. that uh yeah you don't have one of those man they're great hate. they're great Anytime. you know what i'm fresh yeah. out it's uh i do need to get that when i go back <laughs> to the store people,
1: man oh dude can't live without it can't <laughs> live without a good screaming
0: beetle i have a couple of very peaceful beetles in a box
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm working to get them to screaming level they're they're before yeah they're in the prior state
0: finally uh he overcomes the uh bug man when a car splats into the guy or eh, not guy demon um
1: (laughs) (laughs) the exoskeleton man but yeah i think the weird part about this is and i guess what, what we also learn about it again is that now there is just like demons that are straight up attacking constantine out in the middle of the open like i mean it's nighttime it's not in the middle of the day but this guy is just like straight up out of nowhere being like constantine you know let's fight it was like a pokemon battle they ran into each other and it got immediately into a battle was... but yeah so sucks for constantine he's got a, a lot of shit on his plate and not a lot of time to do it with but um basically this is when we get introduced to uh midnight and Probably.
3: this is when all
1: Yeah, Papa Midnight. And also we get a little taste. I think this is one of the funniest moments that we have with Shia LaBeouf and trying to enter into the club.
0: Yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool concept too. Kind of in the same way as, you know, going to reference John Wick again here. But, uh, you know, they have that like Assassin's Club and Assassin's Hotel um, that's just, you know, could be in the middle of, you know, just a regular like everyday life society but they kind of have this like guild that's just right under our noses this kind of gave me that same vibe of like it's a club that papa midnight uh runs and it's where you know half breeds you know whether they're on the heaven side or the hell side they can just kind of congregate here and it's like neutral ground
1: this is back in when like 2000s clubs were like playing like Evanescence <laughs> yeah. and like Nightwish and some other like real gothy stuff. They weren't like, no one's blasting little John right now <laughs> or like don't have Kanye yeah, on yeah. rap, but it's more like, <laughs> you know, like, Ooh, we got the dark night going. And what do we, what's like the first couple things we see is like, you know some ooh some werewolves are digging into a piece of meat or like oh this woman's turning some glasses of water into wine that's cool <laughs> yeah this is definitely very hip so we got a very goth-esque going on here <laughs> i mean obviously with the film and stuff like that but i
2: was definitely, the best I was part definitely is, getting the vibes what? of like blade if you guys remember yeah. that one like when they're in the in the club yeah. there uh, the, not the techno music they were playing but kind of a similar vibe <laughs> Somebody did. Yeah, for sure. This
0: place was the coolest thing, though, <laughs> in 2005.
1: Yeah, for sure. Someone was like, "I could definitely fit in here. Just put on, put on those fake vampire teeth. You know, get one of those at Party City and walk in there. I'd fit right <laughs> in. Wake me up
0: inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly." but uh i mean i thought the funniest part was when constantine is just being past the bouncer and he's looking at like this little postcard with a like it's one of those terror cards you know that you just kind of see a little bit of a drawing on there and he's just like two frogs on a bench (laughs) and then (laughs) he tries to do the same thing behind him and immediately gets the stiff arm and all the bouncer does is turn it around and he's
2: like oh yeah Hip hippo and hippo in a pink dress. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then, Shai, yeah, that was Shy cool. tries to get back in and shoves him off, and he's like, "Just, to see if you're." Checking. Yeah, no, he gives him,
3: he he gives him like,
1: <laughs> a straight like chokehold, and he's just like, "Hey, man, I'll just test new <laughs> reflexes. Just test the reflexes."
0: So, <laughs> yeah, if we haven't mentioned yet, I mean, so you know, obviously, we, we mentioned that Constantine, he has, you know, this uh, power that you know he even though he's not a like hap read or anything himself, he can see things that normal people can't see. Jazz doesn't appear to have any of that, but he really does want to kind of be like Constantine's apprentice. Like he wants to get into this world as well. And you know, he's like reading books and you know, trying to uh, you know, study up as much as he can. But I mean at the end of the day, like if you can't see demons and angels like, what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> if, you can't,
1: if you can't talk the talk, you can't walk the walk. Kind of but, yeah, you're totally right. He's just, like, you know, I want he's definitely got, like, an idolization of Keanu Reeves, John Constantine. He's totally just, like, idolizing guy. I want to be like you. I want to do what you do. But oh, definitely doesn't understand the kind of stress that Constantine's under, what kind of actual – the hellish things he's seen it this is he's child LaBeouf is definitely pulling off just like a rose-colored tinted you know glasses and this this guy is who i want to be when i grow up type of right. thing um right it's so a little, little bit
2: more about from, but, but... from a chaz <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his name is definitely
1: chaz <laughs> Yeah, the man can't think of his own path, so he's gonna rip off this other guy's path because he looks real cool with his cigarette.
0: <laughs> he's not even a Chad; he's a Chaz. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's <laughs> true. That is true.
1: Which I gotta, I gotta say real quick is is Chaz short for something like Ch- Chester, Chaster, Chester. Like, I don't understand why Chaz. any family would be out there just being like. And I'm sorry to any of you guys that could <laughs> possibly listen to those new names. We're losing
0: dad. all of our Chazes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry. You got to blame your parents for that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> let's see. I don't believe that Chaz is short for anything.
1: Yeah, but... You know, it's it. You know, that's a classic Chaz move in itself, isn't it? Ooh,
0: originally derived (laughs) from a shortened form of Charles Chaz.
1: Chaz Charles, take out the R L E. I guess so, but
0: (laughs) if you just say it really fast, Chaz. Maybe, 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 maybe Char Char just didn't have
3: the right to it.
1: Char's, but uh, yeah. Oh man, that took because I'm a little bit of a roller coaster <laughs> there for a second. Um, wh- uh, what happens next? So us back so to Papa Midnight. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. So basically, Constantine has a meeting with Midnight here, and he's basically coming to – he's got to be coming to Papa Midnight here because I feel like Papa Midnight is not only neutral ground and probably someone that would meet his needs – with you know any sort of judgment just because he's trying to play that mediator but i think also because he's the next higher up in a in a sequence of like hell and heaven politics mm-hmm. doesn't that what what kind of seems like like he's going up to the next person the, the next person in in the hierarchy table to be to try and get some sort of like wisdom and it's at that point that he gets Told by Midnight that's like, hey, Constantine, you you know, this is what you do for a living. You put demons back to hell. And so the fact that you got attacked by two demons doesn't raise any sort of suspicion. And there's not some – and Constantine's coming here trying to heed some sort of warning to Midnight that something big's coming around the corner. But as long as he's running his club and is still holding some sort of sense of that there's still some neutrality – in the field that he's not going to make any sort of moves. And that's also when we also get introduced to the half demon breed, who Gabriel's essential counterpart, which is Balthazar, this real like crisp wall street looking guy with his hair slicked back. And he's got a nice like coin that he flipped. <laughs> yeah. he, that he flipped up. Like he's a real gangsta gangster, but <laughs> uh, that, that whole and that whole meeting it kind of comes to you know comes to naught and it also comes to the point where you know he's coughing up another lung because the lung cancer is kicking his ass again. <laughs> he's coughing up blood in a room full of demons that you know like probably at the first sniff of blood they'd probably jump his ass. So yeah. he just yeah he yeah. goes See, he gets out there real running. quick. <laughs> Yeah, he yeah, he splits out the real thing.
0: Balthazar is kind of but- like the um dollar store version of Harvey Dent with the coin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got like the slicked back hair and the uh coin and stuff. I was just getting that feeling. But uh what that's
1: That's actually honestly, that's such a good comparison because and just I know I'm moving a little forward here, but when Constantine and Balthasar meet again, he hits him with a little bit of that holy water and he totally pulls off a two face. Yeah, he pulls off a two faced look, man. So that's a great comparison. And maybe that's just because you know, playing off of the D C comics type of comic field, you know, I mean, I don't know kind of going on a rabbit hole there, but it just seems like there could have been some sort of, you know, comparison to that. in the end. It's possible. Of Batman. To that. It's definitely yeah. possible. Why not? So, uh, what goes on next here? Constantine just got more bad news on top of his shit Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> I think we, we, we get back to Angela, right? He's, Angela's. In-
0: yeah. We haven't really talked about. So I'm, at, at this point, um, Constantine and Angela have already had two, run-ins before once uh real brief he's leaving like a hospital or something in anyways uh you know doesn't hold an elevator for her um and then right <laughs> when they uh they were both kind of trying <laughs> John to John constant <laughs> when they were both trying to get into the uh church at the same time you know they kind of right. had an interaction I- where um she is like who is this guy you know because he walks away in the rain, even though he has a uh, <laughs> taxi with a meter running. Chaz, <laughs> you know, waiting for him. And yeah, Chaz goes out being like, John, John, I, I'm right here, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. He did say it three times, didn't he? Three or four times, you know? Yeah, it, it, just the formality is great so there. She
0: knows his last name is Constantine because of Chaz, you know, yelling that out. Yelling
1: it out of the street. And she
0: is reviewing a. Um, you know uh cctv basically you know uh security camera footage of her sister jumping off the roof and the sister turns around and says to the camera constantine before jumping and committing suicide and so that uh you know basically like lights up a light bulb in and right head.
1: i think Exactly. Yeah, there's some sort of connection there for sure. I think. I, I think isn't it at that point that she says it like the one yeah. time, and then she, she replays it again, it and, and, does, gone. and then she doesn't say it again. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, playing the power of you know CCTV. You know, <laughs> CCTV is good at getting those uh, you know uh, messages across <laughs> for you know those like demonic and spiritual messages and everything like that. They're <laughs> real good about that. Yeah, definitely. Just something- watch, just watch Activity, man, paranormal activity—that is literally a great comparison.
0: <laughs> so, with that, she uh, goes and pays John Constantine. Uh, Keep—I want to say—Wick a visit at his apartment. Um, she basically, you know, gives him uh, the story about her sister um, jumping off the roof of the psychiatric hospital. Or you know, she says, "Hey, I know it wasn't suicide." He's pretty like flipping about it you know I, I feel like he just thinks that you know this is just another run of the mill case when you know he has a lot bigger things going on with um you know these demons trying to cross over to our side um yeah and the lung cancer and, and now well,
1: <laughs> gabriel not being so, Yeah, like I said he's a shit he's a shit sunday right so, now yeah,
0: he just you know does totally doesn't give a shit about Angela or Isabel or anything and uh, just kind of sends her on her way um, and that's when we get the uh, like flock of bat demons <laughs> outside the window
1: right right this part is when it gets real freaking crazy for a second because and, and also just proves that you know Constantine's right that some shit's going down because like right as she leaves Constantine just gets like, it, it looks like a movie of the birds yeah. <laughs> outside of his like above bowling apartment, which I gotta say, bowl, look, bowl. you know, maybe you can contest this Trent because you're a West Coast liver. You're over there on the good side of the world. And I don't know about you, but I kind of digged John Constantine's living arrangement above the bowling alley. Like as long as I didn't hear people bowling and like the like the lanes crashing every single fucking time i try to get some sleep like his abode in la seemed like a fucking like wind situation i'll say
2: this i i live next to uh train tracks and uh i've gotten used to it (laughs) so i feel like (laughs) if if i can get used to that i feel like bowling wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind it too much right it's a great smell of nacho cheese wafting up exactly
1: Yeah, exactly. Anytime he wanted to, man, he could just lace up his old size twelves, man, <laughs> take the ball down and start cracking some
0: lanes, some cracking. It's some actually lanes. his passion. passion. You know, this whole demon hunting <laughs> thing, this is just his job. But his bowling that, is that's his
1: work.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's
0: that what's that
1: great, great movie, that bowling movie with Bill oh, Murray Keith and uh kingpin oh man oh guys episode 12 kingpin (laughs) putting him down
0: (laughs) find it on your local vhs
1: (laughs) exactly more movies that people will be (laughs) can never be able to find again because they'll never play on tv but yeah you're totally right so constantine chases angela down the road kind of gives angela a hint of like what if you're not so cracked up to be and what if like your sister was actually trying to tell you something (laughs) and all during that time all the street lights are going out and isn't it so convenient that they look across the street and there's a church right there with like the statue of Mary and everything like that just being like ah oh, this is exactly where we need to be to fight off a horde of demons <laughs> flying to the air
0: yeah i thought it was a pretty cool scene i mean they definitely did um kind of uh ratchet up the like tension during this you know one street light turns off then, you know, the next as, you know, it's coming down towards them. And then, you know, cl- uh, her car even, like, the doors lock and the lights go out. And, yeah, I mean, he's keeping cool through it all, but she's kind of like, what the fuck is going on?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's, like, his – and that's Constantine's demeanor throughout the film. Like, even though there are times when he's, like – like on death's doornail or like doorbed, I mean, and or he's fighting a bunch of demons or whatever. He never seems to lose that cool sense <laughs> to him that he's just like, uh, this is just another another day, this is another Tuesday for this man <laughs> and then throws out a cigarette <laughs> Like you know, shoots the cigarette into some demon's eye and then shotguns him in the face, something like that, like this guy he's pulling off that um who's that zombie killer that has the chainsaw for the arm
0: oh uh ash,
1: yeah, ash, exactly like that, he's pulling off one of those definitely cool vibes yeah, right now, I but would say that too, lo and behold, lo and behold, Constantine prevails and sh- wraps his hand in a cloth and uses his trusty old zipper zippo lighter and just. I don't. I was it the dragon's flame, or was it like I don't even know what he did at the time, but he did this bright ass light, and it just killed all. I was the
0: wondering people. why he never used that again because that seems like a very op uh, <laughs> just, type of weapon to oh, use. Yeah, you? He's, he's yeah that he, all the time, I'm man.
1: He's like, oh, this dragon breath, man. I'll use it all the time. Just. <laughs> Just torching the crap out so, of everyone, but
0: something that confused me about this scene you know as cool as it was, and uh I don't know if I'm gonna get an answer from either of you guys, but you know th- this whole uh the linchpin of this movie is that demons are trying to cross over from the other side, and it's never happened before, but then we see a flock of fat demons
2: i think that's one of those questions you're not supposed to ask
0: okay I, I, it was a cool scene but i was like wait okay so it
2: it's already they, done they they took over <laughs> they were trying to take over birds that were just flying over but like not quite <laughs> yeah yeah they, they were
1: halfway out the bird body and then they were like oh crap <laughs> now now we're <laughs> <laughs> we'll still complete the mission you're totally right like at first it was supposed to be like demons can't do it but then now it's like oh no only the son of the devil can't do it which i guess we'll we'll talk about in a little bit here because he comes up but but you're totally right there's some sort of there's some fish and i guess i didn't have
0: that question when he was attacked by the uh bug monster so that He's seen a couple of demons. right. So that that one made more
1: sense in the sense that, like, okay, well, it doesn't seem so far fetched that if a demon can take control of like a little girl, then why couldn't like a demon take control of like an animal or like a True. serpent or something like that? But now you're like, you're totally right. These demons are just out flapping about, doing doing their good old right. times, and we're just supposed to be like, ah, oh, you know, that. You see them like pretty okay. clearly
0: when they start descending down from the sky, and these are like straight up. Yeah.
1: And so does Angela. Like it's, it's not even like Constantine is the only one that can see that anymore. Like Angela absolutely saw what just happened before her and then promptly throws up from the sulfur.
0: Yes. the sulfur.
1: Yeah. You know, we had to have her throw up. No, that's, that's, that was crucial to
0: the script. (laughs) So he, after this, I, I guess deduces that those demons weren't after him. They were after Angela and so he knows right. that, you know, what the, the issue that she was coming to him with earlier that night, you know, it, it's something that he needs to uh, take on and get to the bottom.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's not some possessed demon girl anymore. This is serious business. And it's also the time where Constantine also like we get to know him more because they go out and what they go out and eat and he kind of spills the beans on like who he is and like what's his role in this whole thing. And that's when we all learned that, like, yeah, there's a little bit of backstory to him. He committed suicide at one point because he could see these demons, and that you know now he's on this path of being like the bridge between heaven and earth and stuff like that. And uh, how he's kind of stuck in the same situation as uh, Angela's twin sister Isabel, where you know they they were both in the seat of like committing suicide. They know they're where they're um you know their next ticket where their next destination
0: is. right and um it's also this point that uh we get a really cool scene i thought uh where they go back to angela's apartment where she has a lot of the belongings of isabel um and john constantine uh he, he wants to cross over into the other side, go to hell and see if Isabel really committed suicide or not, you know, AKA.
1: Oh yeah. That's hell. right. You're exactly right. Because it was also like, you know, Angela was so skeptical because, you know, Isabel knew her path. Why would she do it? But you're totally right. This is an excellent, excellent role. And also it makes me more skeptical about what kind of role cats
3: have to play <laughs> in our lives. <laughs>
1: Because at this point, you know, the whole point is that all you need really is a pot of some water and a cat that you stare in your eyes for a little bit. And next thing you know, you're in the pits oh, of I hell. I don't
0: think the cat is necessary. <laughs> I think he just wanted to pet a cat. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. He just needed the water. The, yeah. So, I mean, he uses the water, acts as like a uh, conduit between, um, you know, our
2: like earthly plane and uh he actually um he actually takes the cat's eye with him to hell did you guys see that oh that's how he got out of there i'm pretty sure you like he he like no
3: i thought no i thought he
1: had you know um they made a point when b-man was delivering the goods to constantine with all like the dragon's breath and stuff like that they made sure to show the little two cartridges of holy water I believe it was holy water that got him out of hell. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't anything to do with cats, the cat, or something like that. I think the cat played as also like a bridge, like a conduit, like you were saying with the water. But I'm pretty sure it was holy water, not anything to do well, with the cat
0: that I brought. I know what Trent's saying that It was kind of like just like a round little object that he was holding in his hands. That um, you know, he he like shatters at the end of his time yeah. in hell and that kind of brings him back out
2: um but uh I pull it that <laughs> to the viewers to decide what it <laughs> was i actually just happened to uh click on the exact scene that <laughs> he was i'll <laughs> oh, let you perfect. guys know in a minute <laughs> so
0: i i guess getting, yeah to get but- back to this scene though um he he puts his feet in a uh you know pot of Water. He's surrounded by all of uh, Isabel's belongings, and with that, he's able to transport himself to hell. Um, we get a uh, pretty cool, uh, you know, interpretation of hell in this movie. It looks like just like you know, it, it, it's Los Angeles, but you know, everything is burnt, like smolder to a crisp. You do see like cars and buildings that just you know look destroyed and dilapidated, um, and then a bunch of people under the surface, uh, you know, getting tortured. Um but he uh Yeah goes running down the street, running from, you know, all these uh demons that are in tow after him. And he uh he does find Isabel, Angela's twin sister, there in hell and uh actually gets her um hospital like wrist tag from
1: her right i think this scene so uh, at this point you're right so he finds isabel and isabel they're on a highway it looks like an LA highway and
0: (laughs) (laughs) go on (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh you want me to go on okay i will (laughs) but basically it's like elizabeth is on uh you know she's portraying what she was shooting in the video and so as she takes off her wristband and throws it into the wind, the wind catches it and carries it off and she falls. And, you know, in hell, she gets caught by a demon. Constantine manages to, you know, to a two step onto the hood of a car, leaps, grabs it, takes the cat's eyes or the holy water, whichever we decided it was, and, and proceeds to make her his way back to earth. But if we were to be accurate in this point, and because everything in hell looks like a, a, what a portrayal of it is in, you know, on earth, you know, he's on a highway. You see downtown LA, you see the cars that are on the highway, but now all those highway cars and the buildings are destroyed kind of thing. You would think that Constantine wouldn't have found Isabel on the highway, but he would have had it to uh, traveled to the psychiatric hospital and made his way up to the top of the psychiatric ward building in order to find it, you know? I think it would have been a much better scene if he, they'd maybe taken a few more minutes or maybe instead of, like, being on a highway because he was also in Angela's apartment, you know? Why did he end up in the middle of just, like, a highway on in L.A.? It kind of just seemed like, you know, he should have just jumped right where he was in that place on Earth, but now he's in hell and traveled, to go find where Isabel was in the psychiatric ward of the hospital. At least, in my feel, you know, my opinion, that would have been a much better and maybe a little bit of a longer experience in hell. That you know, we would have been able to like get a full understanding of like, wow, this is you know, batshit crazy. I never want to end up here. And also, just like, wow, this is what you know, how fucking yeah. scary. It you is. know what's eerie
2: about that scene? All the people underneath the street who are just like climbing over. Oh, I know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That, that was like, and it's, it's kind of crazy because it's so, there's so much going on in that scene because there's like, you know, hundreds of people down there and the demons are doing crazy things that like, you would actually have to like stop the movie to really get any sort of like good glimpse of like any of the torturing that's happening and stuff like that. But it's almost to like the point where like, I don't even want to know, like, I'm glad that, that we got like it's, it's great that we got that taste of it and be like oh that's scary and shit like that and also the fact that like thank goodness it came by in a flash because yeah. i wouldn't even want any more in-depth detail of like what torture <laughs> in hell would no. look like just like oh they're tortured great now, okay, that so
2: the music. now that i'm looking at it again you know what it reminds me of is uh this is the end <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. because it's in los angeles and it's like all oh, this stuff's burning <laughs> looks pretty similar. Yeah, Let's yeah. That movie. It
1: looks exactly like I. It looks exactly like what I said before. Like an atomic bomb yeah. just went off. Like the atomic bomb just literally went off and all of that, like debris and the explosion and the sound waves torn and torn everything. It literally yeah. looks like yeah. Looks like one of those. It reminds me of
0: the uh, opening scene, all, or not opening scene, but early in the movie of uh, the original The Matrix, also where you know Morpheus is explaining to Neo like mm-hmm. what happened yeah. with you know the collapse of society and the robots, and they do show like it looks mm-hmm. like an LA skyline, and it's just like ravaged. I guess maybe it was a New York skyline, but it, either way, some city. some city. Um, so, yeah.
1: But yeah, so Constantine makes it out alive. and verifies that Isabel indeed killed him, killed herself because she was in hell, and he grabbed her psychiatric ward band that was on her wrist and stuff it like was that.
0: Such uh, a cool, like look of him uh, w- when uh, Angela comes back through the door because she had to leave the apartment, and he is uh, sitting there on the chair, but he is like smoldering. smoldering. I thought that was really cool.
1: I wonder if they actually caught a little bit of like this jacket on fire and then like put it out a little bit and then put it on him and they're like action. And then he's got like, you know, like puffs of smoke coming off <laughs> and some of that. Like I I always find it fascinating how some of these like folly, um, folly artists or like costume designers or any of these other like secondary positions in a, a movie set that can create these like little bit of things that are like, you know, they tie all the scenes together, but at one point it's just like, Oh, you know, it's just a small yeah, jacket.
0: Maybe, uh, they filmed that scene the last, uh, chronologically and every lit cigarette that Keanu Reeves had up until that point, they just put inside of his clothing. <laughs> 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 but that is one thing that, um, You know, not having seen this movie until, you know, right before we recorded this episode, I do remember uh, that, like, little scene from the trailers of him, like, sitting in that chair, kind of, like, doubled over and, like, smoking, coming off of him. I thought that was really cool when, uh, you know, they were, like, marketing this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree with all you. Right,
0: so we have a little bit more information um, here. Turns out that Isabel did commit suicide, um, and what yeah, to do from Constantine here? and Angela, are like,
1: like yeah, they're definitely like tag teaming. What what's really going on? Because Constantine's Constantine sees the bigger picture, but Constantine also realized that Angela has a role to play in all right. of this, and. Um, I believe it's at this point that we get a, um, is it when they visit Isabel's room yeah. next or is this when Father, father Hennessy comes Hennessey into play.
2: At the morgue,
1: right. Mind. Thank you. So exactly. So all during this time, father Hennessy is off doing other things to compare to, you know, finding out, I guess being what he was before, which was finding out what's going on, any demonic issues going on around the world that Constantine needs to address or, basically anything that happens and he gets a he's he has a special ability uh i don't i don't know like able to decipher written words fast i don't know what would you call <laughs> that ability then,
2: yeah yeah he's like sifting over the, it's like reading braille but with just fine print
0: i'm sure it's something that was explained much better in the uh comic books but y- yeah they kind of just gloss over that here in the movie
1: yeah Right. Yeah. So he just he's going through these old newspapers and he's just like rolling his eyes in the back of his head and he can hear everything with his hands. and he catches an article about Isabel and manages somehow to sneak into the psychiatric morgue to get a better glimpse at Isabel and kind of, I guess, figuring out what kind of spiritual kind of uh, resonance relies in her lies in her and he gets a little touch of her wrist and that's when we see that marking again on her wrist and it's like it's must be a really demonic sign it's a it's a circle with a, a cross in it so must be scary i don't know
2: Symbol
0: this scene actually yeah.
2: confused me because so, so after he sees isabel at the morgue he like freaks out and uh, goes to the nearest liquor store. Tries to drink pretty much everything they have in the store. <laughs> but uh, I guess he has some weird curse or something on him where he can't drink anything. And uh, falls all over mm. himself. And um, what happens here? He, <laughs> he like gurgles up
1: some liquor. liquor. Yeah. So, some I liquor. Was, I, I,
2: so the I- impression that I got was that like, he actually was ingesting all of that it just didn't to him seem real because when he dies like all of it comes yeah like gurgling back yeah maybe that's as... like
0: balthazar was just giving him like yeah. a uh, vision or something of not being able to drink any of it but yeah i the way that he was like gurgling <laughs> up i i assume liquor when he was dying i feel like he was actually ingesting all of that yeah
1: i don't i disagree with that per se because i i think so okay i think something really happens bad if you get in contact with that symbol we first saw with the manuel the mexican who found the spear at the beginning he gets marked with the sign and then isabel gets marked with the sign and her only response is to kill herself before anything worse can happen and then now Father Hennessy comes in p- contact with the sign, and I feel like he is being cursed at this point because his vice is drinking. Because we, we noticed that with his name, and you know, it, he's always got a bottle of Hennessy in his back pocket, and uh, he—I think his vice is twofolds. One. He can never experience his vice again, so he can never drink again. That was like his thing. So the one thing that gave him relief in the world, he now can no longer get a hold of. And then I feel like he knew that his time was coming to an end so that he had to do some, you know, he stabbed himself with that corkscrew to come across the symbol that he saw on uh, Isabel's wrist. But then the second part of his advice is to drown in liquor. Because when Constantine and Angela come to the scene as you know cop and everything like that supposed to happen, um, the, the um, coroner or the cop on scene said that he drowned himself in under, uh, drinking in under a minute. So like it could be that you guys are right. he could have like maybe not experienced that drinking at any point and then just drowned in it but I like the liquor were, the liquor was coming out of his body. When it was, you know, when he was laying on the ground and like dying essentially. So I don't think he was drinking it. I think he was just drowning in liquor that he never actually was able to like in- enjoyably yeah. ingest. Instead, he was just like, <laughs> yeah, my mouth is filling up. Well, rum, 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 whether
0: rum. it was that way or not, you're right that he did uh, carve that symbol into his hand with a corkscrew so that uh, Constantine could find it later. Basically, you know, one last message to him. Um, yeah, and yes, yeah, uh, Constantine yeah, was, and Angela. Damn it, Father! Um, come on the scene. Uh, you know, find him. They he records down that symbol by. Uh, it's kind of cool, like rubbing an ice cube over Hennessy's bloody hand, and then putting a uh, napkin on it so he can <laughs> basically get like the imprint.
1: Right. Right. And it's at that point that they don't, they don't really know what that symbol means. And they're kind of, it seems like they're at a standstill in terms of where they go next with it. They just know that this is it, but they don't know in any way what to do with it. And so their next uh, scene is Isabel and Constantine going to is, Oh, sorry, Angela and Constantine go to Isabel's room in the psychiatric ward. Cause at that point, Angela confesses to Constantine that, you know, Isabel had been committed, which they obviously already knew. And, uh, you know, there had to be something there that, uh, Isabel must've left for Angela because even though they didn't have the best growing up relationship, they were still twins. And so, I I don't know, a little jealous because I've never had a twin, and like I feel like that connection sounds amazing, but at the same time, though, that's exactly what they were planning off of right there. It was just that, you know, no one offs themselves without leaving a message to someone for some reason mm-hmm. somewhere. So that's exactly what Constantine was going with.
0: Yeah, and so, uh, you're right, they go to her, uh, Isabel's old room in the psychiatric ward, and here Constantine's kind of being a dick <laughs> Angela <laughs>
1: any more than a dick that he's already been to, throughout the movie. than yeah the
0: world I guess so I understand but he's trying to um you know say hey I, I I'm sure that Isabel left a message in here for you it's got to be something that only you two would know so that you know cops wouldn't be able to find it Angela's not so convinced she's like hey this this room has been searched up and down and um Anyways, he shakes her around enough that she gets, a, <laughs> I guess, a memory of, hey, when we were little girls, we used to, uh, like, breathe on the glass and write messages to each other.
1: <laughs> I would, Whenever I saw that scene, I wonder if she was like, I remember when we were little girls after my dad used to shake yeah. me and Angela. <laughs> I was caught away, so cute. We used to leave messages. it smelled the window, just like Father like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so and then we find out that there is a bible verse on the window that's corinthians seventeen one. but uh for any of you bible buffs out there there's actually only 16 volumes or 16 chapters of, in the corinthian book that's for the a bible but podcast in 18- in a month.
0: bible buffs
1: <laughs> bible buffs yeah exactly and, but Constance, was like, no, that's only in the heaven <laughs> Bible, not in the hell Bible, which everyone knows about. They should have their copy underneath their bed at all times. Yeah.
0: That uh, was a yeah. little
1: eye rolly. <laughs> yeah. It that was just like, okay, they got a Bible, Bible. too. That
3: makes,
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Right. But according to, but B-Man being the, you know, <laughs> he's just like, the the go-to guy when you need him to comes out in his little hidey hole behind the <laughs> bowling pins in the bowling alley <laughs> and starts reading from the Bible. And it's at this scene, I got to say, this was probably the most disturbing scene for me just because I'm, I'm not a big bug guy, but uh B man starts talking about how the Bible verse talks about, it's like, it's almost like an instruction manual for them. It's like, you know, Hey, you know, the devil's son's trying to, you know, cross the the traverse the plane onto earth and rule earth in hell or whatever like that and how here's how he's going to do it he's got to take that spear and he's got to you know come out of a human body with the spear and like an Ikea that. but apparently French. the yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly but the key thing here though the important thing is that apparently God has to do it so God has to let the devil's son out into the world so it can't just be any person it's got to be some it's got to be god so some weird some weird definite shit coming out here and even weirder shit because b-man who's talking to constantine on his phone driving across driving down the highway or whatever like that starts like getting spooked by some weird sounds going on behind them and then all of the pin machines start running at the same time and so b-man after knowing his his boy, Father Hennessy, just went down a similar fate. He's just like, Constantine, hey, man, we believe in you. And some weird stuff's about to happen to me. <laughs> and he hangs up the phone. And ah, I just hated this part because they just worked an off, uh, like a horse fly, to come out from under his skin and come yeah, out of his eyeball. That's pretty gross. And uh, it was really gross. I just, I just don't like flies. And I don't like to think that flies could enter, ever uh, enter underneath my skin. I now you're was hoping... screaming
2: beetles, man. Oh, no.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> gross, Trent. It's just a little gross. I was gross
0: that thing. he would be killed by bees. That would yeah, be, an be an ironic death, death right? But now it was flies. Flies that uh, come out of basically every. <laughs> <orifice>. <laughs>
1: Or he just took a little trip to um, – <laughs> he just took a little trip down Sesame Street and then got crushed by a ginormous letter B.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: a B-man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, question for you both. Uh, the place where B-man is, it's the bowling alley, the same bowling alley that you know we get some establishing shots that John Wick lives above. Right? Yeah. Is that yeah. B-Man's like lab that he's in? Does B-Man also live in the Yeah, ball?
1: his office. Yeah, his office or something like that. It's, all, it's Is his side Goli hustle. Alley,
0: like a front for these demon hunters? Yeah, it's,
2: it's right right behind Papa Midnight's club, too. You know, it's all, <laughs> all on the same <laughs> block. It's <laughs> about the
1: same. Like, Look, all right, you got Constantine B-Man. You see what they look like. They can't possibly yeah. have the front or the cat, in a, a cool club like Papa Midnight, <laughs> but instead, a real cheap bargain on <laughs> the local board.
0: has his gelato shop. It's
2: <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Actually, though, did, didn't <laughs> he hook him up? Didn't hook John up with that spot above him? Because there was the scene of him, like, moving in there, like, in the beginning somewhere.
1: <sighs> I don't he- know if he's necessarily, like, moving. In or whatever like that, but it was just the fact that like B man comes back into Constantine's apartment and starts it delivers the goods. You know all the monster fighting equipment that he needs to you know be be the executioner he is. But yeah, this is definitely not only is it a great hiding spot for all demon hunters, but they get a discount on bowling <laughs> and some uh, stuff. I, I gotta alley, say, bowling
2: alley doesn't seem like it's getting much business because. <laughs> no there's, one there's no one it. ever in there every yeah they had it all shut
0: down when b-man was making his call i mean what was that like eight o'clock
1: <laughs> there was a big fly infestation that came in something from a dead body in the back <laughs>
0: <laughs> and all these
1: flies were harvesting out of. so
0: angela and constantine get there b-man it's too late you know he's he's been swarmed or whatever. <laughs> he's coughing up flies. Um, right.
1: And Angela finds something in between right. the great the coin
0: that uh, Balthazar, you know, kind of plays with on his knuckles.
1: I love how Keanu Reeves said his name at that point when he finds out. He's like,
0: Balthazar! <laughs> he says it really throaty and, like, dry. <laughs> it's just because... He- he had all cigarettes and no water on set. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't stop the man from smoking his cigarettes, even if he doesn't have a glass of water. Um,
0: yeah, so uh, Balthazar – yeah, Constantine and Angela, they go to pay Balthazar a visit. Um, and, well, I guess before this, we should say that Constantine gets his cool, like, cross gun right
1: right right yeah well he already didn't he already get well, that he from D like man put something like together
0: bill- at the desk there I, I felt like maybe that was like an uh, an amalgamation of like a couple of different things that he slapped together
1: Well, no. So the first thing he does is is that you're right. What he does is he goes. Him and Angela both go to confront Balthazar, and just like Wolf, like Wall Street, Balthazar. He's in the middle of like this. You know, he's in this huge, nice, luxurious office and a business building and stuff like that. Do real doing like slick Rick (laughs) stuff and stuff like that. So, but he uh, Constantine tells Angela to wait in the car. And of course, Angela's <laughs> like, "Nah, I got a gun. I'm a police officer. Uh, my my uh, my Walter PP seven or whatever like that. Her <laughs> standard issued pistol will definitely work well against everything." Did you get that from related, a James Bond
0: video game?
1: <laughs> well, brought up okay. you earlier, and I, I couldn't get James Bond Jesus out of my Christ. head.
3: So,
1: right. So basically, John but <laughs> asshole. I don't, dude, I would love this fight scene because Balthazar gets a shit kick. He does. In. You remember how the scene, you want to give us some real in-depth fighting detail right now for oh, this yeah, fight absolutely. scene?
0: absolutely. Um, so, yeah, Constantine, Balthazar, they get into a little tiff. Um, you know, it's always sad when you see... <laughs> <laughs> some might call it a <laughs> ...when you see friends fight. But, um, yeah, he uh, Constantine, he has some holy water, splashes it on balthazar's face and we get a real good two-face look you know it pretty good uh, effects on this movie especially for 2005 but you know he gets a uh melty half face but that's not going to stop old balthazar he grabs constantine by the throat and pins him uh up against the wall is basically like hey you know i'm gonna see you in hell um <laughs> you know, more menacing yeah. than that. But uh Keanu Reeves pulls out a uh um brass knuckles with crosses all them, which is cool <laughs> and
2: the holy the holy that knuckles. is something <laughs> the holy yeah.
0: brass knuckles yeah
2: <laughs>
1: please tell me he picked that up at a pawn <laughs> shop somewhere that just sounds like something he would pick up from uh the pawn the pawn star guy <laughs>
0: just yeah cut in some crosses on it and all of a sudden when he hits balthazar you know it's it's doing double damage in the name of jesus <laughs> bah! so he's, he's really wailing on him now and um <laughs> yeah he goes to constantine says he's gonna read uh balthazar's last rites to him which that was kind of a cool way to flip it around is you know he's like hey i don't care if you like, kill me because I'm just going to go back to hell. I love it there. And uh, <laughs> Gauderous was like, no, not this time. You know, like, I'm going to uh, read you your last rites. All your sins are going to be forgiven. And then you're going to have to go to heaven, guy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of a cool way to flip it. You know, a, a demon's worst nightmare being to go to heaven.
1: And so, yeah, I guess what isn't that like kind of the way you would look at it? But, like, I guess from a human standpoint, I'll just be like, what are you giving me a win win right now? Like, I like it. I like it in hell. Like, you know, I'm, I I've, I, got my position there. I can live there. But you're telling me I can also go to heaven where it's all great and everything like that? Uh, you know,
0: leave me the last right. I can be off. <laughs> so, he, I mean, he does that to uh, get some information out about Althazar. He wants to know about, you know, what's going on with, um, trying to uh raise the son of the devil into the human world um and uh yeah so anyways he says once he gets his information from Balthasar, he's like hey like dummy it like wouldn't have worked anyways because you have to like ask forgiveness so you yeah, know he got a
1: 100. yeah yeah right you have to ask for it for as i can't even give it to you unless you ask yeah. for it yeah, that's, pretty, that's a pretty cool part. And then, yeah, at that point... Well, it's funny because Balthazar
2: before up. he leaves, like, I don't know, makes some quip and then John shoots him with his holy shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> and burns his face off. Ashes. And one
0: thing before we get to uh, this next scene, Michael, is we haven't talked about... There's a very special necklace that originally belonged to Father Hennessy and it looks like it's kind of like just protection from demonic spirits. Which is why Hennessy was able to be, I guess, um, killed by Balthasar because he didn't so, have it on at so, the time. Yeah. But –
1: Right. It seemed that's that was his reasoning for also being so deep in the game. You know, like he had all this – you know influence and stuff like that all because you have protection but apparently that protection ain't doing jack because no one wants well, to wear it
0: yeah that was kind of like a frustrating moment is you know constantine gives it to angela before he tells her to stay in the car you know when he's going to originally confront balthazar and she's like you know uh fuck this shit, i'm a cop and uh leaves leave <laughs> you know not not intentionally but i think she leaves you know the necklace in the car. And it was just, as an audience member, it's a real, uh, <laughs> S- yeah, smack oh across the forehead. <laughs> you dummy. You know, you, you
1: remember what she even said? She, you know, she did that classic, like female, like it was destroy actress. She's like, man. Yeah. And then she leaves. <laughs> and even though she's
2: the stupid one. And that can't live with them.
0: Goes, can't Nam. fight demons without them.
2: <laughs> Pretty sure. She's like murmuring to herself too. She's like, stay in the car. <laughs> like, The gall of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) The audacity.
3: So,
1: I'm a woman of the 21st century.
0: Without having that necklace, uh, she gets abducted by. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I got a little. My stomach, <laughs> and completely through like
1: fifteen walls behind I thought that was her. a cool
0: scene too, because you see the uh shot of Constantine like running through these uh you know holes in the wall, but he, it's filmed in such a way that you know it was kind of like a a camera on a dolly uh running along with him. I thought that was really cool
1: yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was a cool scene. I mean, like he's like leaping across like elevator shafts and across like these different office walls and stuff like that. So for sure. Very, very cool. But very, very cool. But yeah, then she just goes off into the night, into the darkness, and, and Constantine's like, What the <laughs> fuck am I supposed to do now? Yeah, <laughs> but
0: he knows where she's going or being taken to, I think. So he uh uses this opportunity to gear up. And um,
1: right, and he yeah, and he also goes to pay midnight another visit because at this point, midnight is really the only person that can help him find out where Angela just went. And because I mean, like you're right, he constantly knows that Angela's going to, you know, the the demon to you know to go be a part of this whatever is happening, but she doesn't know where, and so that's why he has to go with midnight's help and basically his whole thing is to try and just like convince him that look the neutral thing is bullshit you're the only one playing by the rules anymore i'm not trying to like get up in your business but you got to help me out or like you're everything's gonna get Mm -hmm. screwed and basically thank goodness that midnight believed him because he was like burning holes into his gut with his fingertips it seemed really really painful. painful
0: yeah a lot of uh well, we'll get to it, but a lot of hands in like people when they shouldn't be, but more of that later. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but this is also, right? This is also when Chaz makes his real debut into the game because now he's like getting the shotgun all prepped with like these, you know, bullets that will yeah, kill demons down,
3: like, really and also... some
1: yeah them. exactly and then also uh, he's the one that figures out like hey as long as a you know a cross is in contact with water of any sort it becomes holy water so maybe if we put it into like a sprinkler system or something like that all the demons are at their weakest point when they're exposed to yeah. holy water so he's yeah he's definitely pulling out his book smarts and Papa Midnight and Constantine are just like that's my that's
3: my god that's my-
1: motherfucker right there easy <laughs> and then Papa Midnight's like take the kid along man he might help you out nothing will ever go That's wrong what, like, you know... <laughs> exactly it's just like you know he this might need your help this is full a beautiful
0: you know? adventure for him which I'm sure that he'll definitely make it out
3: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: I love I love at the end of that scene too he's all Midnight goes to Chaz and he's like hey man when you make it back man I'll hook you up with a position or something like that and we're all like "Jazz." <laughs> You're never
0: Is gonna it not, make it back. <laughs> that's the only reason he said it. I think mean, Pop a Midnight probably knew, but
1: uh <laughs> yeah. What if one of his henchmen was like, "Are you really gonna bring him on?" He's like, <laughs> no, man. He's not
0: gonna. Back. He's not gonna me. He's not gonna be back, no, dude." I house. sat in that electric chair and I saw the future, and he—that guy's dead. <laughs>
1: Da, da, da. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only part we missed. Yeah. That's the only part that we missed from the scene is that Constantine went back onto the chair again only. And I think what happened was is that like, I don't know if it's like the near death experience that you need or something like that. I don't know why a like your feet being covered in water and then getting electrocuted helped like to do this, you know, sort of like, um, Foresighting that Constantine did with finding out where that uh, Manuel, the guy holding the Spear of Destiny, went and what's going on and everything like that. But hey, you know that you know Constantine got what he wanted, which is finding out that they're back at the psychiatric ward, getting ready to do whatever crazy thing they're going to do. Right.
0: And so he and Chaz are now on their way to the psychiatric ward. Um, they get in. And see that it is infested with other hap and demons. Um, And so I think it's, like you said, Chaz has the good idea of uh, going into basically like the sprinkler water reserves and putting a cross into the, uh, you know, fire sprinkler. And right. uh, So yeah, when, um, Keanu Reeves, Constantine, uh, like, basically this room full of demons. You know, it looks like he's outnumbered, but all he has to do is just pull out his trusty Zippo and hold it up to a, one of the sprinkler heads, and it just <coughs> rains down holy water on all these demons. It kind of weakens them. It doesn't kill all yeah. of them. He takes care of that. My,
2: <laughs> yeah, he's, this is my favorite scene right here, because you know, he puts the sprinklers on and, you know, damages him a little bit. But then he, you know, starts mowing him down with a shotgun. He eventually, like, runs out <laughs> of bullets and is, like, you know, uh, holding his gun at head point to this guy. Ran, runs out of bullets. Who do you know saves the day is good old Chaz. But it was just funny because it's, like, you just see the guy's head get get blown off. And it's, like, Chaz is right yeah. behind him. So it's like, did, did John pull some like matrix stuff to where like you know, it just passed right through. <laughs> like, how did the physics work?
3: For
1: yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. It's also because they're both holding shotguns. So like, even if Chaz managed to like get that beautiful angle yeah. and like, you know, if, it, if he was holding a pistol and he got that beautiful angle, yeah, he could have went past, right past Constantine's head and could have gotten that guy. But shotguns, those, those would just explode in a burst and would have literally just been like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Chad! You shot
0: me in the I back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like, but I did think it was pretty badass that both of them were rocking shotguns, like they were just both being some like rootin' tootin' sons of bitches and just blowing off some demon heads. I thought that was a good good introduction into making their headway through the, I guess you know, the first half of bad guys they oh, had to yeah. get through.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a cool scene too and so yeah i mean you know they uh they right. out all of these demon henchmen basically um and then that's when we see uh angela wake up in the same pool of water that uh isabel uh yeah was found, was in, found in. Where, where she like landed when she jumped off the roof and uh who's in there but manuel
1: Manuel makes his appearance in this movie, and then totally doesn't anymore because he gets loaded with some bullets by Angela, who's trying to like stop him coming towards him. He just eats the bullets, and then next thing you know, that Angela is now in full possession of—I guess it's maman. You know, it's 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 he's she's possessed by some sort of demonic figure now. She looks maman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay,
1: go ahead. No, no, thank you. Thank you for that. Another another great outburst by you. <laughs> but yeah, you're totally right. Uh it's, it's my mind <laughs> it's in possession of Angela right now. And really this like Constantine can't just blast her in the face with a shotgun anymore, which I'm pretty sure he's already out of bullets with, but uh, he's got, like tries to wrestle her, but I don't know what a good old wrestling is going to do against some good old demon strength. Because all he does is get partially drowned in the pool. But right. I think Chaz is here because J- Chaz yeah. honestly saved the day.
0: Yeah, yeah, the one I guess thing that Chaz does.
2: <laughs> I don't like Chaz. Oh, he he gonna pulled he right pulled that demon out of the water real well. Yeah, yeah. he pulled the demon out. <laughs>
0: Like a like a catfish out of the water,
2: expert demon pull. <laughs> so they
0: both lay their hands on Angela, and they're you know speaking some Latin, basically trying to exercise maman out of her. <laughs> but she like he's you know trying to break out of her stomach, like womb. Um, it's a uh, it's kind of gross, you know, like the the face and hands you can see like moving around um, inside. Yeah.
1: That just kind of gives me like that alien feel, you know, when like you first come in contact an alien with the guy that they're trying to like save, and basically yeah, you see the yeah. head like coming out of his basically like his chest cavity, his stomach chest cavity, sure. yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I got a feeling right there, and I'm surprised she didn't have any sort of like you know internal tears, you know. Basically, there is a demon body in your stomach, so didn't think your stomach could expand that way, but. Uh, yeah, apparently at first it seems like everything's okay, but then it gets crazy because like Chaz immediately gets, you know, he, he tries to give his saying, he's like, yeah, you, you hear that? It's Chaz Kramer ass. And like in the middle between that middle of asshole, he gets like invisible entity destroyed and gets like that beat down of like getting to the ceiling and then to the floor, <laughs> to the ceiling and to the floor. <laughs> like you're just beating around like a rag doll
0: yeah he got fucked up, which um you know I was okay with. i I wasn't a big fan of Chaz
1: um, I, well, we made that it was made appearance, and it was made apparent, but yeah, Chaz played his role, he saved Constantine's life, but he just got all of his internal organs shredded and basically dies in Constantine's hand, which sucks, yeah. but lo and behold, it looks like Gabriel was behind these dastardly shenanigans all along. And to think she was an whoa, angel. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, I know. I know. Blew me away. What? It was a, t- a table turner. But uh, yeah, Gabriel, just like with her angelic strength, basically has Constantine at a whim, is like using her big toe only to hold him down and like mm-hmm. beating him around the face a little bit. But
2: her, her explanation's great. She's like, yeah, like you humans are just, aren't you? Chassis now. You know? <laughs> we're gonna hand the world over to the demons, toughen you up a bit, and uh, go from there. <laughs> yeah, 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 they needed some exposition.
1: <laughs> He's like, All you guys do is beat women and rape people and do a bunch of drugs, and then all you have to do is go to church and say, Hey, God, forgive me, and all your sins are forgiven. And she's like, That don't fly with me. I'm gonna make sure that you're worthy of God's love by making sure that you guys survive the next demonic apocalypse.
0: God, so, Thomas Swinton was so good. Was, she really I was.
1: Real. Yeah. And she does yes. great.
0: Um, Snowpiercer.
1: Yes. You say I was gonna say Snowpiercer. She's also in Doctor Strange. But my most common occurrence when I see her is the Lion and Witch in the Wardrobe. She plays the uh the mm. Ice Queen.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you ever saw that movie, it's been a freaking minute, but that's what I remember her as. But. Yeah,
0: I have. I just don't have many memories of it. Um, yeah. yeah. She's also in the new Suspiria remake. She plays two roles in that, but that's besides the point. She only plays one role here, and it's Gabriel, <laughs> the Benedict Arnold angel.
1: Benedict Arnold angel. Like, right? <laughs> that's a great name. But yeah, basically. Constantine at this point just gets a little like a little Gabriel blow with like a and he blows halfway down the hallway and crashes into a, like a glass door yeah. and all And just when Angela looked like she was doing better, like the minute she gets in contact with Gabriel, she gets turned immediately back into demonic form. Like, even to the point where, like, it's looking so good because Gabriel's about to, like, cut open her stomach to release Maman. Maman's, like, making, like, a little, like, spot for her on her stomach. Like, hey, he's a little, like, rectangle. This is what you're aiming for, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, get, get me out of this little body. It's a little stuffy in here. But, um, This at this point, which is a ballsy move. And I maybe, well, at first it's Constantine looking up to heaven and being like, God, I need your help, man. Like, I don't ask you for much, but this is getting out of control and doesn't get any response there. And now he's like, all right, my real only option is is I got to get the devil involved. And there was a mention in the movie prior that I guess it was to one of the demons that he came across Mm -hmm. with at one point was mentioning that the only soul that the devil would ever come up to claim would be the soul of Constantine. So he decides to slit his wrist, which he slits his wrist horizontally instead of vertically, which like vertically is the way that you really, really kill yourself. But he did it the like little the sissy high schooler way, I guess. Not not to say that this isn't like serious shit, but like, yeah, he, he just goes for some like little, like, you know, notice me cuts. And next thing you know, he bleeds out. And because Lucifer entering the earthly plane or whatever like that, like all, all time stops, you know, everything, everything stops right, right there. And that's where we finally, finally get involved with Peter Stormare. I mean, you know, we talked about him so much earlier and now we finally get it. Yeah. Him in his oh appearance. My
0: God, He was so good in this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's one cool how you know this whole situation gets resolved by Constantine just killing himself. <laughs> how often do you get that? Like <laughs> the lead character at the end of the movie is just like, "How do I get out of this?" Oh, I'll just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> roll credits, roll credits. It's like this and Looper
2: are like the two. Yeah, spoilers for Looper, I, sorry. Um but I thought the uh, uh the getup that he was in was interesting too, because he comes yeah, out right. his well that and like his feet are just covered in I guess uh tar or Tar and sludge. Yeah.
0: So I mean, you know, they have yeah. like a history, like Constantine's just calling him Lou. Instead of lucifer, <laughs> which i thought was kind of funny but um
1: hey john and Chaz, <laughs> you know chad Ch- constantine and loose lucy
0: <laughs> so yeah i mean you know <laughs> lucifer uh brings up a chair he does like you know the a.j slater uh substitute teacher like sitting on it backwards man like hello fellow kids <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> don't smoke cigarettes exactly <laughs>
0: But yeah, you know, they kind of have a uh, a, a talk there. Um, <laughs> John can't like, you know, hold up a uh, cigarette in his hands because he cut too deep and cut the tendons. I thought oh, that was pretty cool too. But yeah, I mean, you know, P- Peter Stormare is just being like a total creep during this scene. You know, he's like ending a lot of his sentences just like with really drawn out like hisses and he'll just asses. make like, really frantic you know like motions like we'll just like get up and like john's face like (laughs) really fast uh i just thought oh man it was so cool but um i love i love the
1: line where he said that he's like you know how's the family he goes like busy 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 you need a vacation and right when he did that he like snarls a little bit he snarls demonic snarl. It, yeah, but uh, it, it was at that point that, you know, like Constantine's just, like, shooting the shit, but that's when he brings up, like, you know, the your son's in the, the room next over, and he's hanging out with Gabriel, and it's not only, he's, like, he's hanging out, your son's in the next room. Gabriel's there with him, and he's like, okay, well, what's that about? And he says, they got the Spear of Destiny. And then that's when is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah,
0: he, like, doesn't really believe him. He thinks he's, you know, Constantine's trying to, like, play a trick on him um and uh right
1: and that's when he's like hey man you've been waiting another yeah i've been on borrowed time for 20 years you almost had me in hell once i got out of it i got saved you know what's another 20 seconds for you to just take a second just look in the other room and you'll see for you see for yourself and another cool scene which i think that (laughs) to be honest man maybe it was something about the early 2000s but they loved exploiting this like shatter effect with cgi where like you can go past a glass panel or a window and it would shatter and time would freeze and all of like the shattered glass will like just like stand motionless in the air or something like that or like a grenade went off and like the door and all the rubble like exploded and like stayed in midair like i think that was like i mean i i can name a lot of movies that come across that scene or that type of imagery or whatever but uh nonetheless I still find that stuff very, very cool. But that's exactly what Lucifer sees is basically Gabriel trying to cut open Angela. And in a slow motion, like, grass pulls Angela away from Gabriel's thrust, and he thrusts into the ground. And that's when time catches back up again, and Gabriel realizes that, like, Lucifer's next to him and stuff like that. And he, he's holding on to Angela like she's struggling, because in the reflection of the water, because all of the, you know, water that came from the pool and everything that reflected Maman. Maman!
3: Maman! I take
2: it you watch the new Borat movie? Uh, yeah, I actually <laughs> have. Dude, I- <laughs> I see that. And then Lucifer's
1: like, <laughs> my boy! <laughs> so we're on that right now with that. But yeah, so Lucifer banishes Maman back to hell. Gabriel gets tries to attack Lucifer because he's talking about like doing it in the name of God and you know he's gonna smite down evil, but as he tries to like goes for a Lucifer punch, he like stops right next Lucifer to his teeth.
3: Punch. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But yeah, Lucifer like blows her away with some like heat, some like real heat yeah. wave, and Gabriel's wings get just like torched. That was cool, too. torched off yeah but this this i think is the coolest part of the film like compared to what we were talking about before just for the fact that like now all that stuff got resolved and lucifer is basically at like Constantine saying like okay like you prevented that shit from happening what do you want like you you want an extension on your life like that's something he's already asked for before like you'd made mention before mm-hmm. when constantine was t- talking with gabriel um but in uh, a, real, a real Herc move, a real Dis- a Disney's Herc. Constantine being the selfless hero he's supposed to be instead of an anti-hero says, save Isabel's soul that's now in he- a hell. Like Let her go to heaven. That was not her fault that she committed suicide. And he abides. Lucifer abides and her soul goes to heaven. And as he's trying to drag Constantine, literally drag him down to hell, he starts getting like caught in the tile, and almost as if he like weighs like you know like a fucking eighteen wheel bus. Yeah, the
0: floor tiles are like you know deforming around Constantine, like you know yeah, like he just weighs like you know eighteen tons or so. But it, it, it's right. cool. It's like <laughs> this whole like last part in the uh, psychiatric war, They like really blew some of their um, <laughs> FX budget.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think honestly, and maybe that's the reason why this movie is maybe more enjoyable, is this there's these few little parts throughout this movie, and one including this last part that just feels like, um, you know, I, everything I've been watching prior to this led up to this, and this, was, this is the part that I wanted to watch. Like, this is where the good acting is, this is where, like, the hero meets, you know, he reaches his arc, and, and that's when, like, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> You know, God accepts his um sacrifice and basically it's like it's they're going to hell, he's going to heaven, and Lucifer's trying to like be like, What the hell's going on? And Constantine's just flipping him the bird. While he's <laughs> yeah. getting slowly carried up. That
0: That's like this is yeah. the end also. Yeah. They yeah. flip him the bird
3: and they uh, start you. going back down.
0: <laughs>
3: Lucifer's
2: like, no. You're yeah. getting hands in the chest, <laughs> you're staying alive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my gosh. I mean, Constantine's had a really, really, really bad day from not only getting Midnight's fingers into (laughs) his body, but now he's got Lucifer's just straight hands, like (laughs) forearm deep into Constantine. And another... Yeah, and, I like, another good use of the tar aspect that they were going with, like, maybe that was, like, I think it was, like, a 50-50 to show, like, how his lungs have been fucked up from the nicotine and the tar that came from the cigarettes, but also to show that, like, I think some of Lucifer's powers comes from, like, this molten tar, you know? Like, the fact that he hovered into the first scene and his tar dripped from his feet was, like, that's part of his powers or whatever like that. Exactly. Yeah, but yeah, so Constantine, Constantine takes like a nice big deep breath after Lucifer and everyone leaves the scene. And now he's like, I'm alive and Angela's alive, but frickin Chaz is dead. So that's a real bummer.
0: Yeah. So Lucifer, I mean, he he pulls like, you know, the, the cancer, the tumors out of Constantine's lungs. And he does that so that, you know, not only is he not going to heaven right now, but also he fully expects Constantine to, like, fuck up again in life. Screw up
1: again, yeah. To the
0: point where he'll get sent back to hell. I mean, he, like, he really wants Constantine. <laughs> um. So, but yeah, so that, uh, that wraps up. And then, you're right, Constantine uh, goes over to Angela and... Um, you know, I think they embrace or something.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, well, yeah. I think Gabriel's there too and she's, like, a human now. Well, yeah, and, she has her wings uh, exactly. like, yeah.
1: yeah, so she's doing everything that she can to get back into, like, into God's good graces. So, like, the first thing she does, she does is try to get Constantine to seek revenge and to, like, blow her up. But she doesn't do that. But instead he punches her across the face, which I thought was a good thing, cause like that's probably the first time Gabrielle's ever experienced yeah. pain. So it's like, bam, right in the right in the kiss up. <laughs> and yeah. You're yeah, you're right. That's basically what happens next. Actually two things happen. And I didn't know this until I watched or rewatched this again. So the first thing is yeah, Angela and Constantine like embrace and I'm so glad that they didn't kiss because it really was not needed. Yeah, in this movie not everything at all. needs Sometimes.
0: like the romance <laughs> subplot. I know that they were kind of alluding to that like throughout the movie, but I'm also glad that right. they didn't <laughs> kiss at the end.
1: All right, exactly. It just it wasn't needed. That's not their relationship. Like, and he still has so many demons. Like, this movie isn't supposed to end it. lovey-dovey. But also, we noticed that in effort to make sure he's not. Smoking anymore? You know, he he takes some like a and gum or something like that, N- Nick, Nicorette or whatever like that, and he's chewing on some bubble gum to try and cut back on the smoking the cigarettes crap. But uh the one and he, oh, also sorry, he gives Angela the <laughs>
0: yeah that little thing. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, like I guess it's important. Like I guess
1: it's it is like you know, but you know, whatever it was. Well, you know, he says put the- this in a
0: place no one will find, but she couldn't even remember. The, how we how she and her sister used to like record secret messages. Th- like this girl, <laughs> she's just gonna like put it under her mattress or something.
1: No, she's gonna she's gonna wrap it up in her Nazi <laughs> flag and then tie it under some <laughs> Nazi flag
0: words. that she already has.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. She's like, hey, it worked. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't it work again? <laughs> but I didn't know this. But after you watch the credits, there's a scene where John visits Chaz's grave. And Chaz appears
2: as an angel. Yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was like, a first credit scene.
2: Yeah, yeah. he doesn't say anything though. I was expecting some Chaz quip, you know, like okay, Ch- Chaz Kramer. Out there, John. Cool. Yeah. He says, "Autobots, like- roll out." <laughs> yeah,
3: no. You didn't save me, John.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: but that's that's yeah, that's that's it for a nutshell. Honestly, some scary moments, some pretty like. I mean, I wouldn't call this a horror movie by any means, but it was definitely a thriller. And, I mean, just for some religious aspects of it and also just, like, you know, the crazy stuff that they wanted to portray, especially like the like we were talking about, the torture scene in hell. That was just – uh. there were some moments in there that I was just like, oh, this is – I'm glad yeah, I'm not watching this movie for I a second. I agree.
0: Time. It's a little less yes. horror, more, like, action, but – um. I think it was a good movie for our Halloween pick because I mean, you know, obviously it does deal with like demons and the devil, but that's kind of like what Halloween started as was like, Hey, like on this night, like is when demons can roam the earth. So make sure you're in a costume so that they think that you're one of them. Um,
1: right. So. Make sure you have butterfingers that you can trade your yeah, soul for.
0: Love butterfingers. That's right. <laughs>
1: what made you want to pick this movie Trent cuz I know that this was your suggestion. Yeah.
2: Um I don't know. I have a special place in my heart for movies from that era, you know, those mid 2000s. The other one I kind of threw out there um also Keanu Reeves. The Devil's Advocate? You guys ever see that one?
0: No, I haven't.
2: Um <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, for yeah sure. ki- kind of like not the same as this one, but um like same vibes, I guess. It's Keanu Reeves's um a Southern lawyer also dealing with the devil in that one. But um, you know, like all those movies, The Matrix and uh <laughs> Lord of the Rings, um, you know, I feel like uh definitely have a nostalgic feel for a lot of those movies. So
0: Oh yeah. That makes and it's sense. just a badass movie, oh, yeah.
2: you know. <laughs>
1: yeah i totally agree with you if anything for nostalgia because we're all here you know no one's over you know 35 so come 2005 15 years I can't, I can't believe that was 15 years ago but yeah that was just all during a time where you know you know we could, movies were a big thing in terms of just like going to see movies and like i said we were all watching streaming services weren't anything except for netflix no, maybe, even, maybe even netflix no. yeah not even netflix 2005, no so what else did we have for movies other than going to movie theaters or getting some blu-rays
0: man throwing Not some, some blu-rays 2005 you're on the <laughs> dvd train
1: <laughs> oh excuse me excuse me i don't, I don't even know what <laughs> where i'm at right now i'm, I'm entirely plastered <laughs> right well uh great i thought it was a great suggestion good good film good vibes and uh, you're right, totally fit the Halloween aspect, and uh, I put that one in the history yeah, books.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that you brought this one, Trent, because I, it's kind of one of those movies that was a blind spot for me. Like, you know, I always meant to see it, and then I felt like, you know, some time had passed, or it wasn't on the right streaming services or anything, so I'm glad I finally saw it, because I, I liked it. I mean, you know, it's um, it's definitely a 2005-ass yeah. movie. But yeah. in a good way, because I nostalgia it. like
2: you do. Yeah. Well, I think what Michael said earlier, um, I agree with. If they, if they do make a second one, um, like that last 20 minutes, in my opinion, is kind of what made it. But uh, we'd love to have seen more of uh, Tilda Swinton and good old Peter Stormare, because they killed it in that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and also I
1: think it another another thing that I needed to add, it just needed a little more in-depth details with these side characters. Like who was Father Hennessy and B man John Constantine? And maybe that's something that you needed to learn prior if you were a comic book lover and you'd read the you know, the story arcs that came out of Hellblazer for the this specific film. But um it could have used a little bit of more in depth of who his team was. Uh, even, I mean, even at the end of this movie, they get disposed of or whatever like that. But just, uh, well, I mean, we got a little bit of background with Constantine and what his background was like. It could, you know, his supporting actors needed to as well. And uh, especially I would have liked to see a little bit of more scenes with um, Midnight because he played such a significant role in helping Constantine, uh, you know, save the day in the end. And then also, like I was mentioning earlier, uh, they could have had done, a better job of portraying, like, hell and uh doing what they need to do to really paint that picture for us and, you know, what he had to do to get that armband from uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on all those fronts. But, you know, at the same time, like, I thought, you know, it was a nice in-and-out, like, hour-40 movie. Like, you know, I... <laughs> you know, they don't need to go into, like, all of the backstory on a B-Man and, you know... <laughs> father uh hennessy or anything and <laughs> his tricky <drinking laughs> problems and yeah.
2: maybe that. if we were getting the trilogy but yeah uh...
0: <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> it's know. stuff that was probably you know more expounded on in the graphic novels so it's kind of one of those things that like you know it it if you read those beforehand then you're going to like it because you know they don't try and get back into like the backstories and if you haven't then eh, they kind of give you enough information to work with but
1: yeah and like i said they they also get you know they get killed so, at the end right. so you know no, man, it's like oh thanks for telling us who this guy is oh my god bees are flying out of his face
0: <laughs> but yeah i would i would watch a sequel if it uh if they go ahead and go through with it you know i don't see it currently on uh keanu reeves roster on imdb but that doesn't mean oh. that it uh
2: i think he's gonna he's gotta do john wick four five and six first
0: yes maybe they'll have a crossover <laughs> movie
1: yeah, possibly. That would be that would be quite the doozy. That would
0: be. I <laughs> got nothing else to describe that as except we for a doozy. Do it, uh, parent but. trap style of where two characters, but they're both played by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> they're just getting into hijinks. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh oh man
1: you've had some really great comments tonight i just want them i just want you to all
0: right what do you say that we wrap it up guys
1: absolutely absolutely so i think we all got gave this a passing grade um thank you again for trent for joining us tonight uh it definitely was a pleasure for sure and definitely a great recommendation um i guess any parting words for us, Trent? Any any last you know graces you want to share upon us today?
2: Oh man, put me on the spot. Uh, be Ooh. <laughs> be safe out there, uh, and go watch um, Constantine. <laughs> it's a good movie, pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it was do the best we can. You know pretty what? Good.
0: It's <laughs> it is a good like just put it on and don't think too hard movie. I really enjoyed it for that.
1: <laughs> hey, sometimes that's what entertainment needs to be about. It needs to be like a, a brain shut off type of thing, but I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard when, uh, you know, Keanu Reeves is being such an asshole <laughs> and then, you know, you got, you got all these other crazy characters doing some things being assholes, but yeah, well said Trent short, sweet to the point, be safe out there people. Um, Thank you, as always, to my co host Matt for uh, doing this with me. And we are uh, that much closer to keeping this podcast <laughs> oh, afloat. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Michael. <clears throat> and thank you, Trent. Obviously, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Come back on anytime. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Cool, guys. All right. Well, that's been our episode on Constantine. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe. Check out some of our past episodes. But. Until next time, everybody stay safe out there, and we will be back.
3: (laughs) All right, (laughs) catch you later.